Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to RNGPC. We are a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, but there is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and the role-playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and I am joined by my co-host, Jake. How's it think, going, Jake? Do you, do you think you struggle with that because it's just the same thing you're saying all the time? Because I feel like you shouldn't struggle with it because it's the same thing. Like, the words just kind of slurred together there. Yeah, I struggle with it because as I'm reading it, I'm I'm reading the words I've written, but at the same time thinking about a way I could say them differently. Oh. <laughs> so, like, I think that's probably part of the issue of reading something you wrote. Maybe. Because I feel like if you're just reading, like, if you're reading a script someone else wrote, I mean, fine, whatever, I'm just, words. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sometimes I can think of creative ways to make it interesting, but this, this is what I just read. Is essentially, are just my generic. I didn't put any effort into our intro. Intro. Wow, good to know. Good to know. So everyone at home, uh, you can tell which episodes Nathan cared about and didn't really uh, <laughs> put much into the intro by going back and listening and seeing which one sounds like that. Well, I can't do the same thing over and over. I can't welcome like all the different races of D and D like I have before too often. When did you do that? What episode was that? Remember that? I was no. like, "Welcome, halflings and and dragons and orcs and blah blah blah." And immediately when I was done, you were like, "Wow, I didn't realize we were uh, introducing all of the races today." <laughs> that sounds like something I'd say. Yeah, it's very quippy. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. It wasn't quippy. It's not even good. I could have should have had a better comeback than that. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yep. This is us. This is the the beginning of our show. You asked me how I'm doing, and I just ignored the question. I'm all right. Hanging That's in there. Good. You know, it's the coming up at the end of the year, holiday times, and uh, that that's different this year, obviously. But, you know. Uh, yeah. it, it is, though, I know I saw an exciting time in the world of D&D because they released an exciting new book that I know <gasps> they did. you bought, and I have not. So I need you to... Tell me everything about I it. I did buy it. That is it's his called episode Tasha's. Today. Oh yeah, the whole this, episode. The whole episode is just reviewing this book. Yep. <laughs> it's called Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, and you know what? I was pleasantly surprised about this book. Is how much it I paid words. for it? Oh, no, how much I paid for it? Okay, because I did not buy it through like D and D Beyond or or Amazon or anything like that. I went to a local bookstore in Berkeley. Those exist. Um, though? Yeah, they do. That's I'm assuming awesome. that they've paid off their rent and they no longer have to pay rent, and that's how they still <laughs> exist. Um, but shout out to Gatekeeper Games in Berkeley, Michigan. Um, they set aside a copy of Tasha's Cauldron for me, and I expected a upcharge, right? Like small dying industry business, brick and mortar shop. Wait, um, upcharge I, compared, I was, to, compared to what? Compared to what I would have paid online, like from the source. I'd oh. imagine they have to make money off of it. So my, I went into the store expecting to just pay like seventy bucks for this book, but I still paid exactly the same as I would have like online, which was probably cheaper actually, minus shipping, like fifty bucks. Okay, yeah, but see, like, I, I think the, the the sites upcharge, the sites charge more, the, like because the sites charge as much as they, you would pay in person because they can. It's not like they're sure. wholesaling their book online. <laughs> they're still trying to make money off it too. I would imagine they buy it in bulk, so the bookstore probably bought it them individually for cheaper i think that's how business works i don't know i'm a creative <laughs> i don't know shit about whatever that. i but expect yeah, it to be much more expensive i'm glad the that's price. the first surprise yeah is there so question so you said you didn't buy it through D beyond is there not a way that you can have like a code or something on there that you can then upload all that content into a D beyond like profile i don't believe so really 
That's... So if I wanted a PDF version of this, like via through D and D Beyond, yeah. pretty sure I just have to buy it again. What? That is... But it's cheaper. Like if you buy a PDF, it's like twenty to thirty bucks instead of fifty that's, bucks. That's like being like, oh, you want this DVD, but you also want a digital copy? Buy it twice. Like you, yep. they at least no. That's I don't. I've also done no research into that, so I'm just assuming. It's not like you don't open the first page of this book and it says, get a digital copy here, you know? So, like, that very well might be a thing. I just don't know about it. I'm assuming it's not. If it is a thing, people, tweet at us. Let us know if you know, because we we clearly don't. I don't own any of the books. I I like to just find stuff online and also, you know, poor. So (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't usually pay for the books, unfortunately. I would like to have them. They look great on a bookshelf and plus the pictures. They are, they are really cool to look at. The words are cool, too. Anyways, why is this one special? Let's tell, because, I mean, not everyone here listens to D&D. So, what, what, like, what, is, what, is, what makes this? I mean, why, why are there different books? What does this mean? Okay. So, the most basic books that you need in order to successfully play D&D, you, one could argue, is the Monster Manual, the DM's uh, Guide, and then the Player's Handbook. Those are the three like key things if you want to explore all the if you want to be a DM or if you want to be a mm-hmm. player. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a player, you really only need, you really only need the player's handbook. If you want yep. to dive into being a DM, you all three are pretty much yep. most people I think would say are essential. And and those and, books are essentially just the rules, right, and what you need to be doing, and like how we will hear in this podcast go into the different classes or races of stuff. Yep, those are all explained in there. Yeah, and this new book, this Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, is just an expansion upon those rules. Um, it's described as a magical mixture of new rule options for the world's greatest role-playing game. Keyword there being options. There's a lot of people on the interwebs that are like, that book and its rules are not allowed at my table. And it's like, good for you, hard ass. Like, chill, <laughs> chill out, chill out. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I mean, yeah, that, that's the whole thing about uh, D&D, right? Is that it? it is constantly just ever-changing and however people would like to use it, they can yeah, they can like it add even... things in, and I mean that one of my, some of my favorite stuff that I like to try and do is take like the rules and different like monsters or classes or things, and then just have it work to the story. <laughs> so yeah. like, don't don't stick to it like precisely. If it's like, oh, you need to have this prerequisite to be able to get this this type of skill or feature. If it's like, oh, if it's cool and it makes sense and doesn't make the game broken, go ahead, yeah, use it. It's fun. Yeah, it even says, like, right on page four, there's a huge, big-ass word, words, that says, it's all optional. Everything in this book is optional. Each group, guided by the DM, decides which of these options, if any, to incorporate into a campaign. You can use some, all, or none of them. So it's, like, (laughs) a whole section about how you can just, like, chill the fuck out and use the shit if you want or not use it. So then, for for people at home, and maybe myself, um, what, what are some of the things that people are upset about trying to bring into their games? So, from what I've seen online, a lot of people are upset about, uh, for some reason, I don't know, I, this makes no sense to people like you and I, because we've already been kind of doing the things that are now canon, I guess you could say, <laughs> but a lot of people are really upset about how you can just customize your character however you want. Like, ability scores don't matter anymore. So, for example, if you wanted to create a dwarf, a dwarf character inherently gets a plus two to constitution, because dwarves are typically pretty hardy yeah. uh, races. You can just forego that now. Like if you have a if you want to create a dwarf that for some reason from the age of birth was I don't know didn't like food and attracted to music and when you want to give him a plus two to charisma instead, you can do that. You can you can completely forego 
what used to be not um, customizable and make it completely customizable and change ability scores okay. to races and blah, blah, uh, blah, blah. Does it, does it give a guide, though, to like how to keep that balance so it's not just like, okay, I don't want a plus two to con, I want a plus two to everything else? Yeah, it does. It says, um, I don't remember where I did read it, but essentially it says that whatever you want to change... Oh, so, so here it is. Um, so, for example, if the ability score increase trait of your race or sub-race increases your con by two and your wisdom by one, you could instead increase your intelligence by two and your charisma by one. Okay. So you can only you can't take like a con plus two for the dwarf example. Split that up and give plus one to plus one to okay. two different other. Okay. Uh, so things, so, you know? so it's it's just it's just essentially allowing you to kind of move around some of the features how you would like to kind of it almost kind of like so for with within our format we're almost kind of help when there's sometimes when we get upset that the roles aren't exactly right and they get a plus to something that's already really good we could in some way shape or form because of the way it's set up now within this new book instead of giving the plus to the thing that's already overpowered say it's strength or or mm-hmm. charisma or con we could move it to one that would make it maybe make more sense for yep. the background or for the story yeah. to come up with Yep, you can make it. You can choose it to make it make more sense to if you're min maxing and you don't like your yeah. roles. You can change it to make sense of your character's background. Like I said, if you want to create a dwarf that loved sneaking around and you want to yeah. give him a plus two to dex instead of a plus two to con or whatever, yeah, you well, can now you can now do that. And and that's where I, and so I'm, I know we've been shitting on the people that have been all upset about you know bringing this into their games and like whatever. But like as someone that has DM'd. I, I get the fear potentially of a player coming in with this character that at level one is broken <laughs> and yeah. can just do all of this stuff because that's the whole thing is like it's it's supposed to be a give and take and that's where it's like if if you feel like what the person's doing is maybe a little too much with it and it's making like because that's where we said like we don't try and min max right and just again what that means is not trying to make the most out of the little that's available right so not trying to necessarily. Yeah put everything into this type of stuff that's going to be very um i don't know overpowered essentially immediately so yeah it also does give a really cool um uh ability like option i guess i'll say or guidance on how to change your character's subclass which i thought was really cool and it suggests that if you're going to change your character's subclass in the middle of a campaign it should be due to something instant, like sudden change. And it gives you a couple of examples. Like, for example... Um, so, wait, wait, wait. Hey, in, before, before we go into that, uh, yeah, yeah. subclass is something like... So, if it's a paladin... like uh, what, 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 what did we make last week? We, we made Cree, Creek, right? Who is the way of the soul of the sun. So, right, so he was a monk. And yeah. So, subclass was the specific thing within monk that was these people training the, the soul of the sun, right? So, it's about yes, yep. radiant type stuff. And that's like what they were trained in up in this monastery so when people go to potentially change something like that go ahead and yeah so just an example is like an oath of devotion paladin failed to stop a demonic horde from ravaging her homeland after spending a night in sorrowful prayer she rises the next morning with the features of the oath of vengeance ready to hunt down the horde okay yeah i mean that's a pretty straightforward thing i mean i mean you could even it's got two others i'm not going to read them all no yeah i mean i was even going to say just as far as paladin goes and what's it's kind of easy i mean I'm currently playing a Paladin of the Oath of Redemption, and it's it's real easy to feel like, oh, okay, maybe some people aren't aren't redeemable. Maybe this is yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe this is dumb. Maybe I should stop trying to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and keep getting hurt by this. <laughs> yeah, there's another one that I know. I'm not going to read them all. But this one's a little more complex. 
It says, A cleric of the war domain has spent years in conflict with the enemies of her temple. But one day she wanders into a sun-dappled glade, where her god once shed a tear of mercy over the world's suffering. Drinking from the glade's brook, the cleric is filled with such compassion for all people, she now bears the powers of the life domain, ready to heal rather than make war. Hmm. That's so there's things like that. Well, so, and I think what it sounds like this is trying to do is kind of what we're also trying to do here is that, like, people kind of get bored of the character, right, at some times. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not anyone's fault, per se. It's just, you know, you do the same thing over and over and over again. And if you don't have something that's completely fleshed out and don't have the time to put into it like we kind of do here or like other actual play podcasts do where they, you know, dedicate their whole lives <laughs> to figuring this out yeah if you're showing up and just playing D D with your friends and you see something else that looks kind of cool and or exciting you're like oh man i wish i could try that instead of having to pre rebuild a whole fucking character or something else there you go there's a there's a new because yeah. again the main goal of D D is just have fun <laughs> roll dice yeah have a good memory and like come up with a cool story with your friends so yeah, and I think I think this book ultimately just gives people permission to fully explore their character. Like, I don't know, I've never felt this way in any of the campaigns that I have played in. Granted, I haven't played in a lot, but like, I've always felt free to explore where my characters are going. Mm-hmm. And this, I think, gives people permission to be like, hey, if you created a person that loves war, and maybe during circumstances or maybe due to a party member, you're starting to feel that change here's how you can work with that. Yeah. Here's how you can take that and actually make it into something new. Yeah. And, and the thing too is, again, with that example you gave about the, the cleric drinking from the glade where the one thing cried, it doesn't have to be that fucking specific. It has to be that thing, right? It could just be yeah. in war, something traumatic happened and they lost someone and now they think maybe this is wrong. Maybe this isn't how I should be doing it. And they go and they pray to the other god and they you know try and atone for everything they did. And the DM, the, the DM who is all of these gods, could just be like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> the, god, the god hears you and sees you and goes, yeah, okay, you're allowed. I'll allow right. it. You can do this. Um, but okay, cool. So the last thing I'll ask you then about this book is what in it made you want to get it? What in it got you really excited and are, are you wanting to try and ex- like figure out and look into a little bit more? Um, so I really like... All, there's a lot of new... Sub, we already talked about subclasses, but there's a lot of new subclasses per character... Um, okay. Wait, wait. Per class? Yeah, that's what I meant. Per class. Okay. Sorry. No, no you're um, good. So I mean, the fighters got a bunch. Monk has a couple. Um, Druid has a couple. Warlock has th- two, I think. Um, so those were super exciting. It's always fun to have more subclasses and trying to figure out what you want to do. I also this isn't new to D anD D. It's been an unearthed arcana for a while, but I was super excited about magical tattoos. Oh yeah, those are dope. <laughs> those are cool. So it goes into it goes into that and makes it officially canon. Um, I, I'm excited to read the chapter about group uh, patrons. Like a group like apparently patrons? just yeah. I'm sorry, there's a cults. Way. Just just yeah. more cults. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so I'm excited to read more about that. Um, I just got this yesterday, so I haven't actually sat down and read too much of it. Um, but there's a lot. Uh, chapter three is the biggest, cha- yeah, the biggest chapter in this book, and it's all about new spells, new magic items, uh, personalizing spells, how to like flavor text Ooh. them a little bit and stuff like that. That's fun. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of really cool new magic stuff in here, and then at the end, there's a lot of stuff for DMs. There's a dungeon master's tool section. Which is like how to create natural hazards, how to create puzzles for your groups. Ooh, that's always um, fun. All, all that kind of shit. Yeah. So, 
Well, thank you for not accurately answering the question when I asked what is one thing in here that got you excited, but you know. Okay, then the whole thing. I'm excited about the whole thing. That's that is such a cheap cop out answer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm no, I read something to you though that I laughed when I read it originally. Oh, jeez. There's a dis- there's a disclaimer on page one of this book. <laughs> okay, Are you ready for it? I guess. It says, contained herein are the observations of the archmage Tasha, later known as the Witch Queen and then Igwilv or something. She is one of the greatest wizards in the history of the multiverse. We fear there is an incantation hidden within these notes and have therefore bound this tome with powerful wards. If you are reading this, the first ward has already been broken. If you dare read any further, we cannot guarantee the safety of your soul or that you won't open a portal to another plane of existence. If a portal does appear, pray that nothing worse than Tasha's mother, Baby Yaga, appears. And if the mother of hags arrives, be sure to offer only praise of her daughter. Or offer muffins. She loves muffins. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And... I yeah. mean, I just, and it's in super small print, like like yeah. fine print of a of a fucking um, contract. Like that's yeah. how small that yeah, disclaimer yeah. is. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if there is actually like a spell or something hidden in some of that fine print or some shit. Um, but what's funny about the the muffin thing is, I was gonna say because uh, I feel like I'm contractually obligated at this point, um, at least <laughs> mentioning it at some part of the show. In Critical Role, um, okay. they have a run-in with a hag where they get out of it with a muffin. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that's how Critical Role has become so big that it's memed within Wizards of the Coast and D&D Beyond books. Apparently. So, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> nice. Well, cool. Yeah, I think that's some stuff that we can look at going into and probably trying to use or bring into whether it's this character or some of our characters moving forward. Yeah, especially with the subclasses and stuff. There's a lot there um, to explore. The warlock can have a genie subclass. What? What? What's? Do you have a? Okay, so we've been talking about this for a while. That's fine. It's fun and exciting. What's your? Do you have a favorite class? Oof. Um, I really like druid. Druid. Okay. Well, there's a couple of new things for that. There's the circle of spores, the okay. circle of stars, and the circle of wildfire. Ooh, what's the wildfire one? Okay, let's go to there. Page 39. Circle of the Wildfire. Um, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Tasha has a little note next to Circle of Wildfire that says, I can't tell you how many times I've burned everything to the ground and started over. Tasha. She's got little, like, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell through your thing, but she's got little, like, just notes. Oh, yeah, the book. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of, like, scribbled in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um... So, druids within the circle of wildfire understand that destruction is sometimes the precursor of creation, such as when a forest fire promotes later growth. These druids bond with a primal spirit that harbors both destructive and creative power, allowing the druids to create controlled flames that burn away one thing but give life to another. Oh, damn. So, essentially, it's like a pyro-druid. Yeah, you can summon wildfire spirits, you you get a cauterizing flames spell at 10th level, blazing revival. What the fuck is that? The bond with your the bond with your wildfire spirit can save you from death. If the it was like a phoenix, if the spirit is if the spirit is within 120 feet of you and you are reduced to zero hit points and thereby fall unconscious, you can cause the spirit to drop to hero, zero hit points and then regain half your hit points immediately and rise to your feet. What? <laughs> that's a that's dope. 
Like that's cool because yeah. essentially, if you summon, so wait, how do you summon the the spirit? What is this? The... So at at second level, you can summon the wildfire spirit, which has its own. It's got an armor class of thirteen, hit points are five plus five plus five times your druid level. Um, it's got a speed of thirty feet and a fly of thirty feet. Um, it's also got a con and all that stuff. So essentially, it's got an entire so, uh, charge. And I'm assuming it's just like a fire elemental. You just have like this type of fire elemental that comes around with you. Because it just says yeah. flame spirit. But dude, so think of a situation where you're in battle and you're already super low on your hit points. If you just have your elemental start retreating, you can run into that battle as like a Leroy Jenkins level thing. <laughs> Go down, have your spirit just be close enough, and then come back up with more health than you ran into it if you were already super low. That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so. Fun. In order to in order to summon this spirit, you use an action and you expend one of your wild shape features to summon okay. it instead of going into a beast form. Okay. Yeah, see, that'd be fun, and that would be fun to kind of like look into because again, with this being a character building podcast, I have questions of looking into like, ooh, what? How how were they exposed to this wildfire like spirit? What? How do they interact with other druids and in the wild? I'm assuming, yeah. Mm, you know, bump heads, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Okay, cool. Well, then I will have to steal that from you at some point. Or at least read. have you look up stuff for it. And I'm sure there'll be things online I can find illegally. <clears throat> um, but Yeah, I'm sure eventually it'll be all put up there somewhere. But yeah. yeah. So, oh, and it's got a whole new page on feats. There's a whole bunch of new... Uh, Just a bunch of feet? New feats you can use. Yep, yeah, a bunch of feet. I mean, I knew it. I'm sure Quentin Tarantino Ooh, would love that page. You can be a chef. Is a chef feet? It's not a background, it's a feat. It's a feat. <laughs> it's a feat. It's a feat. It's a Mario. I don't know what that means. All right, cool. So that's that. <laughs> nice. That's Tasha's collection of everything. Pick it up. You don't have it. Also, we're not getting we were paid cool enough for to have, any of this. I was, I was just about to say, I wish we were cool enough to have a discount code to give you, but we're not. <laughs> we will. That is our goal. One day. Everyone just tweet. If you if you like this, just tweet at D&D uh, Wizards of the Coast and tell them that we should at least we don't need to sponsor us okay we'll get there we'll we'll get to that point we'll we'll get those numbers up we'll work on those rookie numbers we currently got but at least a <laughs> discount code give us something like that they give those out right? just throw those around yeah. to everyone so like yeah or what you should do is you should just go to D&D Beyond go to buy this book and in the promo code spot just type in RNGPC and just hit enter a hundred times I don't I maybe don't no I don't, I maybe it'll notify idea. them and they'll no, be like they'll be like what is this RNGPC and then some intern will Google it and be like, well, this podcast is dope. Let's make this an actual 10% off discount code. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? If you have the time and want to do that, feel free. But I I think I think it's better to tweet. I think it's better to tweet at them. <laughs> I'm going to say put your energy into the tweeting. <laughs> okay. But all right, all right. Uh, you brought the character this week, right? I did, yeah. Nice. Well, let's get to it. We would like to take this moment to thank our patrons currently right now that are with us and yep <laughs> we would like to thank impending duff and jack for their patronage if you would like me to stumble and ramble and eventually say your name during this segment you may join our community at patreon.com slash rngpc thank you for your time okay okay all right what what did you bring this week, Sir Nathan? So, I brought nothing from Tasha's Cauldron. Wow. That seems very, um, you. Yeah. 
Ooh, and here's this new fun thing we're going to talk about in the intro, and then that's it. Nothing <laughs> else, never again. Not like we were building characters or things. They're just going to talk about how excited we are to use some of that in future episodes. Yep, future episodes, not this one. <laughs> this is t- I've only had the book for a day, and you're making me feel stupid. I don't want to do this anymore. I can't, I can't make you feel anything. All I can do is point out how your actions <laughs> look from an outside perspective. <laughs> I'm pouting. Yep. yep. We're, we're, we're now anyway. in the... Okay. So, yeah, what did you bring? What did you bring? Despite <laughs> that. I brought three things with me today to the table. Okay. I brought a background. Ooh. Surprise. I almost randomized a background, but then I found one that I thought could be fun. Um, okay. So... It's for, it's pronounced as monstrozoologist. You know that word looks is, a lot scarier than it actually. Like yeah, that that makes sense. That's exactly how it looks like it would sound. Yep, a monstrozoologist is a scientist interested in researching and classifying various beasts, creatures, constructs, aberrations, and all things monstrous. So I'm imagining, kind of like a Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Yeah, dope. Even though those movies are terrible. Whoa, first one's fine. Second one, I haven't seen, so I don't know. Um, and third one, won't have Johnny Depp. So yep, that's, that's what we know thus far. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's Eddie Redmayne's character of... Um, I should know his name because he's a Hufflepuff like me. Um, and I don't... I'll think of it later and I'll shout it out while we're still recording. So yes, I like that. Okay. It's very cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think it'll be interesting... Um, to figure out why this person's a zoologist, do mm-hmm. they actually care? Like, do they want to like try to help monsters? Are they one of those people that think all like a Hagrid are all creatures worthy of like love and respect kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't you still understand them. You still understand them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it says here too um, in this. It says so you have a feature of researcher when you attempt to learn or recall a piece of lore. If you do not know that information, you often know where and from whom you can obtain it. Usually this information comes from a library, scriptorium, university, or sage, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you just, you're, you're, your DM should take that into account when you're trying to figure something out. You, you, yeah. it's, so it's, you're not just an adventurer that's out there doing all this. You actually have some sort of um, research, educational like background as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, so cool. cool. So that's my background. And oh, then I yeah. brought a class. I brought the ranger class because I thought that would make more most sense. With with, with that, yeah. Yep, with the background and all that stuff. Um, then lastly, I wanted to do a more exotic race because we have I have fallen into a habit of doing a lot of the normal races, also known as human. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so I decided to bring a shifter to Ooh, the table. We haven't done one of these. I don't think so. Yeah, so shifters are sometimes called the were-touched, as many believe that they are descendants of humans and lycanthropes. They are humanoids with a bestial aspect. While they cannot fully change shape, they can temporarily enhance their animalistic features, a state they call shifting. Dope. Is it is it bad that the whole time we, we talk about this, I'm going to be in my head saying, shifty five. Shifty, shifty, five. shifty, five, shifty, shifty. That's what shifty, they actually. Five. So it's actually written here that in order for them to take advantage of their um, new animalistic features, they have to say shifty five before <laughs> it comes into play. <laughs> I would make that a rule. I would be like, it's shifty time. <laughs> it's shifty time. <laughs> something, something stupid like the was it two thousand two or two thousand four Fantastic Four movies? The flame on. <laughs> 
like as you oh my god really yeah i never saw those dumpster fires <laughs> whoa first one it's all right it's not great second one's bad um but yeah, you know, they're fine. Chris Evans is lucky he got a second shot at a superhero. Yeah, 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 that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't his fault those movies were bad, though. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it was. I'm making assumptions here because I've never seen it. But. Well, that's the thing is, like, the first, those first two, the casting, I think, was spot on. It was just the writing that was <laughs> bad. Just bad. Fox didn't know what to do. Okay. Anyways, we're not. Oh, this Fox. Is, this is not our, our, our comic book podcast that's a different one <laughs> i will not be a part of that podcast add it to the list <laughs> um, um ooh, we doubled our um there i like it so ooh, cool huh. so what what so what do shifters look like then they look a little shifty you know you wouldn't trust them in like near your purse <laughs> that's it that's about <laughs> yep um no i lost the page it's actually they look they don't look too good uh, okay, I'm look- so they they look okay. So I think it depends what your ancestral heritage is. Because I'm looking at some of these pictures, they have slight animalistic like features. They kind of look like so. You've seen Harry Potter, right? The yeah. we- the were creatures in Harry Potter when they're like so not like Lupin when he fully turns yeah. into the wolf, but late in the later movies, there's some of the uh, uh, evil ones that are with uh, Voldemort and the yeah. Death Eaters. They look kind of like that. The ones that like have fully embraced. Their their animalistic characteristics. Yes. Yeah, they have pointy ears. Correct. They have like uh, more of like a, a, a an animal like nose. I guess it's a little bit just like more bestial looking. Um, and the point that like it kind of like the forehead comes directly into it a little bit more, <laughs> and there's not much of a brow. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, so th- these look like again. I'm just I just did a Google search of them, so it looks like they're a little bit. You can kind of play with it. So I think that could be something yeah. fun. So when we're yeah. when we're going to describe it, depending on what the background is, we can kind of come up with what exactly it looks like. Yeah, it's kind of what I was thinking. Like whatever trait I choose is probably going to greatly affect how um, how they look. Nice. Um, so. Did you did you, uh, did you decide on? Because it looks like also within. There's different types of shifters. Yeah, I did. Okay. And I chose beast hide. Are you sure it's not beastied? You know what? It might be, dude. Beastied. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. Beastied. Yeah. <laughs> so that one, beastied, is described <laughs> as stoic and solid. A beastied shifter draws strength and stability from the beast within. Beast thighs shifters are typically tied to the bear or the boar. Any creature known for its toughness could apply. Okay. You get abilities. You get an ability score increase, a tough feature, and a shifting feature. Okay. So you have proficiency and in athletic skills, in the athletic skill. Okay. And then whenever you shift, you gain one d six temporary hit points. And while shifted, you have a plus one to your AC. Okay. That's. So you, so this is more battle. Like this is like tanky, yeah. This would be a yeah, tanky yeah. kind of, yeah. Especially with increase, your con goes up by two. Yep. And um, so I'm looking at shifting features. When it says shifting as a bonus action, you can assume a more bestial appearance. This transformation lasts for one minute or until you die. How often can you do it? Um, Once you shift, you can't do it again until you finish a short or long rest. Okay, so you, you can't do it a bunch, but you can do it multiple times per day. Um, yeah. And then, oh, it looks like you always get some kind of increase of temporary hit points. So this isn't just 
you, you get even more temporary hit points from the 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 bish bish thide, <laughs> bish thide. <laughs> um, nice, and I, I like I like that it gives animals that it's potentially like uh, a, a from or drawn from, like this idea of a, it's somehow crossed with a were bear or a were boar. Um, I think were bear is more fun, but just I like bear. You know. But all right, cool. So that's it. Did you bring anything else? Do you got anything else you wanted to? I don't know. That's it, dog. You don't want to? Okay. I don't know. I was trying to think of some sort of remark. That's all, folks. Okay. All right, cool. I wasn't mocking you. I was doing a really bad Bugs Bunny. That's not Bugs Bunny. It's Porky the Pig, the guy that goes at the very end of the Looney Tunes. Oh, he's the one that says good. That's all, folks. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Oh man. What is, what is this? What what does our generation come to? We don't even understand Looney Tunes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? You know what I did during Saturday morning cartoons? I slept. By the time I woke up, Saturday morning cartoons were over. Yeah, but now you like I'm I'm pretty sure they're streaming somewhere now. You can find them. You have no excuse now. Yeah, um, now they're all like racist and not good to watch anymore. <laughs> they were always racist. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Cool. So then, what uh, what do we want to start rolling on then? What is the first thing we want to Start figuring out about this guy or lady or person. This this Bishthide. Bishthide. That's going to be their name. I'm Bishthide. I am Bishthide. <laughs> you sure it's not Beasthide? Yep. I'm sure. I am Bishthide. You're saying my parents are wrong <laughs> in the way they named me? Um, Pronunciation but so anyway, matters. It does. We're going to roll on um, – the normal things, personality trait, ideal bond, flaw, stats, blah, 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 blah. But I also kind of wanted to bring an item because I feel like an item is just an easy way to add a little bit more flavor to sure. a character. Sure. If, they're, if they have something that they always have to have with them. Well, I mean, I think depending on the item, we can figure out if it's something they want to always have with them, something they're looking for, something that hurt them in their past or something that is part of their future like yeah we can figure it out it, it, it does add it i i like it i like having a uh, extra dimension to it so yeah i agree which is why i decided to include it do you do you think this it, the way we could figure out to bring in tasha's hideous or tasha's see i'm always going to say tasha's hideous laughter because that's the spell that existed yeah. before the book that is a big part of of D. um but so anyways do you think there's a way we could bring in tasha's cauldron of everything for that item that's an excellent question that we haven't already discussed in edited content that was taken out of this episode. I'm glad. I'm um, glad. I'm glad we haven't because that would be like you know. Oh man, we'd have to figure it out live right here and figure out what pages have magical items and what dice to roll on it. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked what pages have magical items. <laughs> so pages 117 through 135 have magical items. Oh and wow! So Jake, what does that mean? I think that I I dumb math. <laughs> I think that sounds like it's right around 20 pages of magical items, so maybe we could just roll a d20, and it'll tell us what page, and then if there's more than one item on it, we could just roll a dice to figure out which of the items on that page we want to go with. Oh, my goodness. Look at us. That sounds sounds good to me. Wait, are we doing that first? (laughs) Is that the first thing you want to do? You don't want to roll on the... Okay. All right. Wow. Jumping jumping in, and you're rolling it. I see your hand motion. Either that or you're doing something else. (laughs) I'm rolling it. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so from one seventeen you need to go to one thirty one. One thirty one, one thirty one. Christmas is here. So one thirty one has one, two, three things on it. Three? Okay. So do you want me to roll a D four then? 
Sure. Figure out which item it is. All right, all right. I rolled a two. So okay. The middle one. So my shifter is looking to acquire a masquerade tattoo. Wait, a tattoo is, is a one wondrous. Of the okay. Yeah. It's a wondrous item, and it's common. Requires attunement. It's produced by a special needle. This magic tattoo appears on your body as whatever you desire. Um, in order to attune to this item, you have to hold the needle to your skin and pressing the needle there throughout the attunement process. When the attunement is com- when the attunement is complete, the needle turns into the ink that becomes the tattoo, which appears on the skin. Um, if your attunement to the tattoo ends, the tattoo vanishes, but the needle will reappear in your space. So. This gives you two abilities here. Fluid ink is one of them. As a bonus action, you can shape the tattoo into any color or pattern and move it to any area of your skin. Whatever form it takes, it is always obviously a tattoo. It can range in size from no smaller than a copper piece to an intricate work of art that covers all your skin. As an action, you can cast Disguise Self. Spell DC 13 to discern the disguise. Once the spell is cast from the tattoo, it can't be cast from the tattoo again until the next dawn. Interesting. So it's essentially just an item that gives you disguise self, but it has a fun flavor text for your character. Essentially, to, it, it can just how you wear it is as a tattoo, and it like yeah, huh? Okay, so we can figure out how if that's something because that, I mean I don't think that's too broken. I don't think that... Yeah, I think they could start with that. Yeah, that could be something, especially since they're a shifter, right? And that's and it seems like already as we were kind of reading some of this stuff about their background, it seems like they're not exactly welcomed everywhere, right? And so, like, it even says, like, these tattoos can cover their whole body, right? So it's like they they could use it to just kind of, uh, I don't know, to whatever situation they might need. Does it, does it say what it takes to change the tattoo? Like, is it a bonus action? Is it something that... It says it's, it's like, fluid, right? To change the way it looks, like on your body. Yeah. So if I wanted it to be yeah. like, uh, uh, I don't know, it's a bonus. It's a bonus action. Okay. So I mean, either way, it's like that could be kind of cool because like if you see a thieves guild that all has a tattoo to get in, it's like, oh, we're part of the thieves guild. Cool. Here we go. <laughs> or if like Smart. there's yeah, or if it's just like you could want it to look like. I mean, I guess it always appears as a tattoo, but yeah, there's ways you could play with that within game that could be fun. But I'm aren't. glad you thought of that because I didn't, couldn't, couldn't think of anything. I'm like, why the fuck would I waste my time moving my tattoo around? But well, you're right. That I mean, that and also, sense. like, if you're trying to lie to a cleric or get into a church, you're like, no, you don't get it. I'm a follower. Look, I have the symbol here on my whatever, and you could change it and have it be there and as this thing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of ways that you could – if I'm the DM, if I'm not going to tell the player any of this, but if they can come up with some of the stuff that I like, cool, you get advantage on this because you're using that – to help with this um yes so yeah cool i like that that's a fun thing and it's weird <laughs> it's definitely not <laughs> i'm something... glad we rolled a tattoo because i'm super hyped for these tattoos yeah well and that's the thing um, like it's not it's like a temporary tattoo right <laughs> it's, yeah it's just a t- like if you decide to unattune to it the tattoo just goes away and the well, needle you just comes the, back yeah, you just get the little which i mean i don't know i guess it's maybe it's just like needles are dangerous <laughs> Don't 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 yeah. play with needles. <laughs> Every once in a while, the DM will just tell you to roll a one d four, and you take a, a poking damage. I'm gonna reach into my bag real quick. Okay, roll a d four. Yep, you got stabbed. You took yep. a needle. You got under your fingernail. So have fun Ooh, with that. That's yeah, four. Be... That's if you roll a four. If you roll a four, that happens. Um, Are you okay? Yep, everything's good here. <laughs> um. <laughs> But all right, cool. So that's the first thing we rolled on. Uh, so now let's move into background. Yes. 
our personality trait and stuff, all that good stuff. Yep. Do you want to roll it first since I rolled the item on the page? I will. I'll roll the D8 for the personality trait. All right. There's some I don't like. There's some I do. Let's see what happens. I rolled a seven. I am horribly, horribly awkward in social situations. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Two horribles. I don't know how to be awkward. Should I, everyone at home, should cool. I tell him? Should I tell him, everyone? <laughs> everyone at home, should I? I don't know if I should tell him. I don't want to hurt his feelings. Don't. <laughs> uh, I'll figure it out. Well, see, to me, that already in itself, like, he's a researcher. He's, he's like a zoologist. Right? So that just means he's just somebody that's probably really smart and doesn't understand people but understands animals. <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, that in itself. It, 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 oh, you, did you ever watch the first Fantastic Beast? I did. I fell asleep. Okay. Well, whatever you remember of Eddie Redmayne. I've got memories of Eddie Redmayne coming in and out of a suitcase. Yep. But like, he there's is like, that. There's he like is, trees. He is horribly, horribly awkward in in social situations. So, playing into that a little bit. Okay. Okay. I'll try to figure. Oh, it out. Oh dang! I rolled a d8, but I don't need that. I need a bond. I need a d6. Okay. Yep. Roll on a d6. For, I'm not even rolling the bond. I'm rolling ideal. I'm all over the place. Here is the ideal. It is a four, which is no limits. Nothing should fetter the infinite possibility inherent in all existence. This guy don't wow. like laws. That is a chaotic alignment. He don't like what laws? Is that what you said? He doesn't like laws. don't like rules. If, he, if it's something that could be for, whether it's betterment or advancement or just what, if, if he's, how I take that is, if it's something he wants, only physical objects or obstacles could dissuade him, not social situations, <laughs> right? So, like, valid, yeah, or social standards. Okay. Cool. I'll roll the bond on a d6. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I rolled a four. My life's work is a series of tomes related to a specific field of lore. That's cool. I like that because then that, that gives us kind of something we want to explore and figure out. Um, well, what yeah, that what is. that lore is or whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to roll on flaw, which is the last thing, which is also a d6. I rolled a two. So the flaw is, oh, most people scream and run when they see a demon. I stop and take notes of its anatomy. Nice. <laughs> is that a flaw? I, I mean, mean, it could be. So, So what I take from that, what I extrapolate out is, he doesn't understand danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't understand like, so it's not really that he's not afraid of things. It's that he is so curious or something about it that just entices him. So he's the person where it's like, we should don't go that way. It is clearly trapped. There is clearly something evil going on down there. Just don't go. He's like, but what if it's something cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it's like, look at that, that, that giant spider is sleeping over in the corner. Leave it alone. We can sneak by it. He's going to go up and just start trying to draw it or sketch yep. it or lift like a mandible to look at how many like eyes it actually has. <laughs> Curiosity <laughs> killed the cat kind of yes, thing. Yes, yes, exactly. That is exactly what it is. Oh. <laughs> All right, sweet. Do you want to just uh, knock out these stats then? Or? Knock, knock them out. Let's, let's just keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Okay, I'll roll, st- I'll roll strength. Okay. This should be low. I'd like this to be low. Thing. I rolled a two, a two, a six, and a six. So I jinxed us. So it's a fourteen. So fourteen. Ugh. You know. Okay. So Dex. Dex should be good for a ranger. 
All right. Well, I mean, I guess so. We're just assuming we're just getting rid of the lowest number again, since, you know. Yep. This, oh. So boring. <laughs> All right, Dex. Oh, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> I rolled a four, a two, a two, and a one. Wow. Eight. It's got an eight Dex. That's, this is a terrible ranger. He's bumbling. I don't, actually, I don't know if Dex <laughs> is the main. Let me see. I think it is the main thing. Go ahead. Do your roll. I'm, I'm researching. I'm researching. Nope. Okay. Roll. I'll roll. Constitution. <laughs> yes, we already get the plus two. First, make your Dex your highest ability score. <laughs> that's what it says. So I rolled a one, three, four, five. Three, four, five. So that's 12. So a tev- 12, right, for Constitution? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Intelligence. Ooh, I rolled a five, two, two, two. So nine. What a researcher. <laughs> Wisdom coming right up. This should be the next highest. This one should be good. Uh, one, two, six, six. Okay, so 14 again. All right, I'm going to roll charisma. I would love for this one to be great. The highest one. The biggest thing that there ever was of all the things I want. All sixes. Give me all sixes. <laughs> 18. God damn it. It didn't work. It listened to me. The universe listened to me instead of actually <laughs> backfiring. This doesn't make any sense. We got a six, six, five, four. Wow. 17. 17. It's a 17 charisma for this guy that's horribly, horribly awkward in social situations. Well, like you said, he can just be too smart. Like, granted, Nathan not. sitting here is not too smart. But also look at his intelligence. Um, his intelligence is nine. Yeah, but maybe he just knows a lot of compound words. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure it's not even a thing. Compound sentences. See? I have an intelligence of nine. <laughs> What I would say, I mean, we can work with this. We can make this work, obviously, and again, stats are something that if you at home want to play this character, obviously you can rearrange them around, but or, or just roll your own shit or do point by or whatever. I think it might be interesting here if we just kind of take these numbers and just, you know, switch where, where they're currently at, which is usually if I'm playing and I'm, I'm having someone I'm DMing, I tell them to roll all of these and then they can put them in whatever area they feel like is the most important. We don't. We like to go. We go super random and like whatever we roll goes for that. And I'm like, this is your character. So I'm fine with whatever. If we want to keep these, we can. But I don't know. It could be fun to give him an intelligence of seventeen, a dex of twelve, and a charisma of eight. Well, to be fair, based on Tasha's cauldron, we can move some of his bonuses around based on his shifter. That's true. So, what are thing. his shifter bonuses? Shifter bonus gets an ability score to dex plus one, and then Beast Tide gets a con plus two. So, um, I would say Based keep on the, the way I read the rules in Tasha's, we're not allowed to make those a plus three. Yes. They have to, yeah, yeah. we have to do two separate I would, I would, I would definitely keep the dex, because dex needs to be much higher. Almost even argue moving the plus two to dex. Yeah. And then move the, the plus one to intelligence. But again, this is what I'm just saying, like, for me... As far as role playing goes, I mean, charisma goes into your persuasion and I guess also intimidation. So maybe he's horribly awkward because he's really scary looking and people are, are, are like intimidated by this person more so than they're, they're not. But yeah, 
I don't know. Or I, because I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy, it could be like a Drax but, intimidation. But but see, Drax's charisma is not high. Drax maybe has an average charisma because his intimidation wears overweighs his being able to interact with people. Finger across throat means death. death. <laughs> Drax, Metaphor. Drax is great. <laughs> Nothing would go over my head. I would catch, catch it. it. <laughs> God, too bad's Guardians 2 sucks so much. You're wrong. God, don't. You did that and you knew. No, 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 no. We should change these stats now. Because of that, I think I, I want to change these. Move these around. Let's, let's leave the pluses where they are. Move 17 to Dex and or Intelligence. Leave the 14 Strength, 14 Wisdom. Let's rearrange Con, Intelligence, Dex, and Charisma. Fine, you don't feel like that's a cop-out? I feel so like random enough for you. I don't care anymore. <laughs> You've upset me. Uh, it's still so, random, uh, yes. And because I mean, again, we can leave this and, and just make it so then he has to be super intimidating. Because what do you think is more important? Do you think the the uh, personality trait or the stats? Because I think, like I said, it's going to be difficult. To justify having a super high charisma with a personality trait that says I'm horribly, horribly awkward in social situations. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you can have. I don't know. I whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's what I've fallen on. <laughs> Listeners, let us know if we do this, if you'll never listen to us again. If it I, takes away all the magic, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will. We'll never do it again. I'm pretty sure we're going to lose a lot of people because of this, but I'm just saying. I think it's worth it. I, th- I think you can be so charismatic that everyone thinks maybe you're an asshole, which would make you kind of awkward and not no one wants to be around you. I mean, so again, like I said, I'm I'm fine leaving this. I'm just saying what I would say to you in the role playing of this. You have to like charisma goes into deception, intimidation, performance, persuasion, and that's it. So those four things. So he is super good at those four things, but is still somehow socially awkward. It can be done. Yeah, I did. Right? Like he could just be like maybe 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 the thing we go with here, if we want to keep them, is since he is so good at deception and persuasion, he purposely is horribly, horribly awkward in, situ- in social situations because he doesn't want to interact with people. So ah. he he knows how to play the situations to persuade people subconsciously or intimidate them or put on this performance of someone that is just really awkward. It's like, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to put up with this. Please just go away i'm gonna be really awkward and uncomfortable so that you leave so i don't have to i like that 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 could be how we try and justify it um but again he has a below average intelligence we can make him an average intelligence the plus one that's true and then make the plus two into decks and so make those yeah yeah that could work too as far as we could tasha it yeah dude that's what I'm doing. I've decided. I like what you said. He's too he's smart enough to know that if hey, if I talk well, about how to 
it's inseminate not. a were pig or a were bear, people aren't going to want to talk to me. And that's where it's like I don't think I don't think it's it's that he's smart enough. I don't. It's that he is socially aware enough, right? So we're taking yeah. it that instead of the fact that it's not that he is horribly awkward by being bad in these situations is that he is so good at reading people and what is happening around him that he knows how to make it uncomfortable for everyone. And he is perfect. He prefers that he prefers that these situations are super awkward for everyone so that he feels comfortable or something, whatever, whatever his rationale, whatever the rationale is. That's yeah. Yeah. Dope. I like it. Do I do a recap? Sure. Um, Okay. So, Nathan this week bought a brand new cool D&D book and decided to bring nothing from it. He decided to not not really uh, explore it right now. But anyways, what he did decide to bring is the background of Monster Zoologist, which is essentially a beast-slash-monster researcher that is looking into different types of large scary dangerous creatures um and the class of ranger which is for everyone at home that has watched lord of the rings is essentially legolas like style character with attack um and then he brought the race of shifter which is not quite a a lycanthrope and or were creature but has some lineage from them so they look a little bestial and they can transform slightly at times to give them some advantages um and then we decided to roll on a magic item that did come from Tasha's uh, cauldron of everything because someone may have told him we should. <laughs> um, and we got the masquerade tattoo, which is essentially a really cool needle that you attune to and gives you a tattoo anywhere in your body that you can control what it looks like and allows you to cast the sky self once per day. Um, and then we rolled on the background to get our personality trait. And the personality trait is, I am horribly, horribly awkward in social situations. And then we roll an ideal to get no limits. Nothing should fetter the infinite possibility inherent in all existence, which gives us a chaotic alignment. Then we rolled on bond, which is, my life's work is a series of tomes related to a specific field of lore. I like that. I, th- I think that's going to be, once we start, that's what I'm excited to start. I'm going to start there. And then the last thing that we rolled on from the background was flaw, which is most people scream and run when they see a demon. I stop and take notes on its anatomy. <laughs> um, and then we rolled on the stats, where we got a strength of 14. We rolled and got a dex of 8, but we decided to move around some of the bonuses from the background to make it a plus 2 on top of that to make a dex of 10, making it just average and then we rolled a con of 12 and then an intelligence of nine but then again moving around some of those bonuses thanks to what is available for us to do through tasha's uh, tasha's cauldron of everything added a plus one to it making it 10 again even and then a wisdom of 14 and a charisma of 17 he's got just charisma coming out the ears <laughs> Yeah, dog should be a warlock <clears throat> or paladin. Or isn't, a bard. Isn't it? Oh yeah, I was say, isn't it funny though that like warlock and paladins use the same type of like abilities, but like are so opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> of the good and evil spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I mean at least at least usually. Yeah, typically. Um, typically. Um, but yeah, so cool. Um, like I was saying, 
I think it would be really interesting to start with what is this field of lore and or with within Ranger. Did you want to choose a subclass within Ranger or did you want to leave that open to whatever? Because some of the subclasses give you some cool different things that you can look at going into for your archetype, which grand doesn't happen until third level. But I feel like usually still, if someone's playing a Ranger, they have their eye on a certain subclass. I mean, I thought about it, but not a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you at least thought about it. I'm proud of you. It's a good place to start. Thanks, dude. Um, but, I mean, so some of those options, because uh, uh, we've only made one Ranger before, but some of the options are you have the Beastmaster Conclave, uh, you have the Gloomstalker Conclave, uh, Horizon Walker, uh, Hunter Conclave, Monster Slayer, uh, Prime Evil Guard, and then there's there's, there's some uh, Unearth Uncana ones which are Prime Primal Prime Evil pri- Primeful. I have no idea what you're looking at. I think it's Prime. Are you Evil. on D and D Beyond? No, I'm on the D and D Five E dot Wiki dot dot com. Oh. But yeah, so there's some on Earth Arcana, but I know we like to usually try and avoid those because they're still not 100% available everywhere and not every DM likes using them. I don't like on Earth Arcana. Personally. Shots fired. Um, But so like I clicked on the Hunter uh, version of it. It says, some rangers seek to master weapons to better protect uh, civilization from the terrors of the wilderness. This doesn't sound like our guy. Um monster slayer maybe let's see what it says says, you've detected your you have dedicated yourself to hunting down creatures of the night and wielders of grim magic a monster slayer seeks out vampires dragons evil fey fiends and other magical threats trained in supernatural techniques to overcome such monsters slayers are experts at unearthing and defeating mighty mystical foes um so i mean that could I feel like as a researcher, we could, again, we haven't decided exactly how they feel about some of these beasts, right, that they're looking into. So maybe he, some people like doing uh, autopsies or, you know, postpartum uh, research onto some of these things. So, True. So True. if, like, he wants to become, you know, a dragon expert or uh, some kind of fiend and or demon expert, that could totally be a thing. And, like, Monster Slayer could work. Yeah. Um, are there? He could, he could. He could be. He could be a Fey Wanderer, which is in Tasha's Cauldron. Okay. What's the quick um, synopsis be, of that one? Um. Da, da, da. A Fey mystique surrounds you, thanks to the boon boon of an Arch Fey. Arch Fey. Okay. The shining fruit you ate from a talking tree, the magic spring you swam in, or some other auspicious event. However, you acquired your Fey magic. You are now a Fey Wanderer. A ranger who represents both the mortal and the fey realms. As you wander huh. the multiverse, your joyful laughter brightens the hearts of the downtrodden, and your martial prowess strikes terror in your foes. Okay, so they're kind uh, of like a representative of the fey wild as well. Um, yeah, here in ours. And what was that the one you were going to say? Can be swarm keeper, which is feeling a deep connection to the environment around them. Some rangers reach out through their magical connection to the world and bond with a swarm of nature spirits. The swarm becomes a potent force in battle as well as helpful as well as helpful company for the ranger. Some swarm keepers are outcasts or hermits keeping to themselves and their attendant swarms rather than dealing with the, the discomfort of others. Others enjoy vibrant communities blah blah blah. You like bugs. Well, it doesn't have to be what that means. bugs. I mean, because uh, there's an unearthed arcana version of this, and it looks like some of them say fluttering birds, 
slippery squids or different types of things as, as well. So it doesn't have to, it could be bugs. I mean, and that maybe he's a bug collector that, that there's nothing that we have thus far that says it, it isn't something like that. Right. And again, like he says, that you prefer to keep to the, the swarm of things. It could be a swarm of bats. It could be a, a swarm Ooh. of a type of birds. It could be a swarm of fucking flying squirrels. I don't know. I mean, there's swarm just means a large group of things. Right. And I mean, uh, I just have the unearthed arcana version of that. But <clears throat> does it have in it a, a, a feature called gathered swarm? It does. And it says... Uh, it's got a D4. And it just comes with a dice? You get a specific dice? That's exciting. <laughs> no. It has a list of your swarm's appearance. Like you cast gathered swarm or whatever, uh-huh. and then you can roll it on a D, on a chart of four to figure out the swarm's appearance. Is that every time? be swarming... Um, or can you just pick one of those for you? You determine its appearance, or you can generate its appearance by rolling on the swarm appearance oh, okay, table. Okay. So what are some of the examples it gives? Swarming insects, no. miniature twig blights, Ooh. fluttering <gasps> birds, and playful pixies. So the twig blights, if we're going full Eddie Redmayne from Fantastic Beasts, he has a little twig creature with him. The 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 What's it called? I think it's it's not a sprite. It's a little thing that he uses to pick locks. I'm just saying. <clears throat> but like, and, and then even within that, like you could go to the pixies, and it could be again. He could still be studying the fae, and I mean, a fae walker could also work if we want to pull that. Um, but so I'm assuming the swarm then gives you benefits, right, of, of some sort. Yeah, the uh, swarm can attack a target doing damage. Um, da da da. Uh, the the target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be moved up to fifteen feet oh, horizontally damn. by the swarm, um, and you can be moved by the swarm five feet horizontally in any direction of your choice. Okay, that, I mean that's kind of it's unsettling, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. And like and and again like with you being able to pick it, if again your DM might do it a little bit differently, but I would allow you to as long as it's because it doesn't. It wouldn't change anything it actually does, right? So if you want it to be a swarm of just bees and you want to go full Nicolas Cage from that one gif from The Witcher, I think it is, where he gets a bunch of bees on his face and the, you know, know the gif I'm talking about? Like, I do know the gif, okay. but I have no idea what it's from. I think it's from The Witcher. It's from some terrible from, witch movie. I, th- I think it's called The Witch or The Witcher. It's not Witcher, the Netflix series. I know that. But it's from... yeah something weird i don't know but like that man's been in so many terrible movies yeah it's fine whatever let him do him he's not hurting anyone (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so like i would let you kind of flavor text it to look like whatever you want it to be what you're researching so that could be interesting i i mean that one i don't know if you could tell i think works a little bit and excites me (laughs) um but we i mean what are you thinking? Do you even want to go into this? I know sometimes you're like, ugh, that's too much. I'll let whatever people at home want it to be figure it out, and we'll not have it be part of the background. I just see it as an opportunity. I like, yeah, I like Swarm Keeper. I just don't know anything about like the bug monsters of D&D and shit like that. Well, so this is where, again, so like, <clears throat> what what are you hoping, like within this this monster zoologist type background stuff, it, it, we don't have to know a bunch about it. He could just be looking into like certain creatures of the Underdark, like an Umber Hulk that has like an exoskeleton, or even um, like I mean, we don't have to know exactly what these things are, right? And I mean, it doesn't even have to be. I mean, let me see. I guess it does say all things monstrosity uh, and large creatures, academic pouring. 
Yeah, but I mean... Hmm. Let me see. Insect monsters. Because I'm sure you do know some of them. We just never thought of them as like insect-like creatures because they're big. Yeah. Um, true, true, true. Anything with like multiple eyes, an exoskeleton like you said. Right, like even, uh, I guess um, giant spiders are technically arachnids. Um, yep. I think it, is it Tarrasque? Oh no, an, an-, an-, an- keg. An an keg uh, is technically an insect insectoid like creature uh a bullet i would even maybe even argue uh the the big like rhino oh the things. french soup yeah yes exactly um <laughs> there's some larger beetles i mean and it could be even like his thing is like he just wants to find out more about these types of things so we don't have to know a bunch about them. maybe he-, he grew up maybe he grew up watching james the giant peach and he really wants to find his bug friends <laughs> to fly peach to new york city sure sure could be Something because the, the big bad rhino in the sky killed his parents. You, We're going to New York City. I think I think the worst part of all of this is that nothing that you said is inaccurate. <laughs> like as crazy <laughs> as it sounds, all of that is exactly what that movie is. Um, but I mean, so if we want to go this insectal route, which again, because so there's things like rust monsters, yeah, umber hulks on here, and, but 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 either way. It could be he started as a child just liking and collecting insects, and then he started to learn that there are larger ones, and so therefore wanted to go and find out more about them. And the one thing I would say about that is those usually exist underground in the Underdark, which could be something interesting that's like maybe he spends a lot of his time trying to get there, trying to get underground, trying to blend in. And what we could then say even more on top of that with a disguised self and this idea of this tattoo or needle, usually things that live under there are more pale of skinned and very light toned. And so like if he's trying to blend in or fit within this culture, this tattoo could just be making his whole skin look lighter, I guess. Is that not like, is that what like it kind of described or no, I said, it says it always appears as a tattoo. Doesn't it? It always like, you can tell it's a tattoo. Um, I don't know if it specifies the tattoo goes away when you disguise self or not. Well, so disguise self only lasts so long. I was saying the tattoo itself. The tattoo itself can't be like to try and Michael Jackson yourself and make your skin tone change colors. Right. Yeah, correct. Whatever form it takes, it is always obviously a tattoo. Okay. Okay. So, but either way, he could still have an obsession with the Underdark, right? And trying to get underground, finding some of these underground civilizations. Um. And that could be one path if we want to go and live with the swarm stuff. And because again, the swarm stuff doesn't have to be insects; it could be birds. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be honest with you. I created this character for the probably one of the first times in my life with no hopes and dreams for it. Um, okay. So uh, this character, while I brought the things, can very easily become yours, so to speak. Well, I'm, I'm not wanting. So to if be... you're passionate about the swarm keeper thing, as you obviously are. I have no <laughs> argument against it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's in the new book. Because we could even just go with the classic Beastmaster, which is what uh, Croyla was, the other uh, uh, ranger we made. Ranger we made. Pick out one of what companion he want we want, and then have that be what he's trying to discover or research. Um, the one thing I'm just trying to stick to is the bond, right? My life's work is a series of tomes related to a a specific field of lore and i mean yeah i guess even it can all be under dark lore it could it could but i mean that makes sense to me i'm not crazy about insects either like i'm saying it could be birds because if it's like okay i just like different flying creatures so we're making a fucking bird watcher 
Why not? What's why is that? Why is that worse? Bird watching is dumb. Is that better or worse than collecting insects and pressing them into a book or like pinning them into some sort of like thing? Worse. Why? Insects I, are way cooler than birds. I don't understand these prejudice, pre, prejudices, <laughs> prejudices, prejudices. <laughs> um, but so also, just when it says lore, right? The definition of lore is a body of traditions and knowledge on a subject or held by a particular group, typically passed from person to person by word of mouth. So the lore in itself could relate directly to these monsters, or it could be, to your point, about the Underdark, right? Or, or something like that. And maybe it's just all of these monsters in the Underdark, and that's why he has an obsession with insects. But also, like, it also says pixies, right? Like, you could have pixies as your swarm thing. That's fey creatures, so maybe it's fey lore. And <laughs> fey lore, it's like pay lore. Um, but also, if we want to go that way, why not just go with fey walker, right? Maybe he had some sort of crossover with it. Uh, either way, I'm putting all these options out there in that I get that you don't have any strong hopes or aspirations, but I want you to just pick one. And there's no wrong answer. We can just, once we do, we'll just run in that direction, and then everything else will tie to that. I don't like to run. Okay, we can walk gingerly so you don't hurt your knee. Good, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I want, man. This is why I bring hopes and dreams to characters. Because we always hit this stalemate of you trying to make me make a choice. And it's like, all oh, of that sounds neat to me. Okay. So how many... So at least right now, we think Fay Walker, Swarm Master, or Swarm Keeper. And I think Monster Slayer could work as well. Um... Because we're RNG, right? We're going to roll it. I think we just roll it. I think we just we, we find the ones that we think for sure could work with what we've rolled thus far, and we just make a choice and move on. Um, <clears throat> does how does okay. that sound? Okay. So, which ones do you want to roll between? Do you want to make? Do you want me to make that decision, or are you good just me? Would you want? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I feel like I posed that question poorly, so that's on me. Um, <laughs> let's pick four. So we're going to pick four. Swarm Keeper. Uh, Fey Wanderer, Beastmaster, and let's just oh, go with oh, Monster Slayer. That. Those are the two I've read. Yeah, yeah. Horizon Walkers about different things from different planes. I don't care about that as much. I don't want to go into it. Yep. So, did you hear me? I'm just gonna roll D four. Okay, so I dropped my metal one. So if I scream, I stepped on it. <laughs> <laughs> so number one is going to be Beastmaster. Number two okay. is going to be Monster Slayer. Three okay. is going to be Swarmkeeper. Four is going to be Fey Wanderer. Okay, here comes where I forget. Two. Two is Monster Slayer. So that's what we're going with. Okay. Cool. So you're a Monster Slayer Ranger, which means you have dedicated yourself to hunting down creatures of the night and wielders of grim magic. A monster slayer seeks out vampires, dragons, fey, evil, fiends, and other magical threats. Trained in supernatural techniques to overcome such monsters. I've read this already. Cool. Um, at third level, you gain the ability to peer at a creature and magically discern how best to hurt it. As an action, choose one creature you can see within 60 feet. You immediately immediately learn whether the creature has any damage, immunities, resistances, or fall. So you can... In- this this kind of works with his researcher it. background. You found the D4? I did. I'm proud of you. Okay, I'm ready now. Um, so essentially, he's just an expert at hunting down big bads, and and like sweet, we haven't made any of those before. 
I mean, I feel like we kind of have. We have. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit have. <laughs> but, but then anyway. let, let, let's pick out something different then. What do we want? Do we want it to be... So we've done dragons, right? We've done things that are hunting down dragons. We've done stuff with vampires. Do we want it to be maybe he's a demon hunter? Ooh. Or a fey, evil fey hunter? And like... Ooh. God, I, I need something. Spooky. I need, nope, it's November. We're done with spooky. <laughs> I like the demon hunter class in World of Warcraft. Um, okay, so we're just—I mean, as long as they're as long as they're prepared, you are not prepared. <laughs> That's Liam O'Brien from Critical Role, just so you know. I know it is. I know Illidan. Yeah. We've had the whole conversation yeah. about how Wolf. Liam was like. So how does it feel to have a yeah. to Matt? How does it feel to have a catchphrase in Blizzard? Sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, cool. So we like this idea of it being a demon fiend hunter. Um, I'm just trying to think. Does he hate the fae? Well, fae is different than fiend. I don't care. Hates them all. He hates all aberrations. I mean, that is, I mean, they're not necessarily aberrations. Aberrations are from a different plane. He thinks that. He's dumb. He's average. (laughs) He is. He is average intelligence. Um, Okay, so maybe he's trying to research and do as much as he can about the difference between fey and fiends. Um, ooh, his his. Ooh, I'm gonna think of a name for his uh, thesis before the end of this. Okay, I'm I'm glad there's fey something you're excited. What's the difference? I'm, I'm glad there's something you're excited to name. <laughs> fiend or fey? How can you tell? <laughs> friend or foe? Ooh, fiend or fey? Friend or foe? Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So he is. So he's doing research into those types of creatures, which I guess technically aren't. Yeah, whatever. Fine. It works within monstrous, monstrous zoologist. I think that kind of leads to his. Dis- maybe just distrust elves because <laughs> they have fey ancestry. Um, I would say he's unsure of elves. Okay. Okay. Not just not a straight distrust, just like a I don't know about you. Can't quite place my thumb on what's going on with your whole or your aura. Well, I think I think what we can do with this is the fact that he does just have average intelligence is maybe he's a little bit just racist. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like and just simply because maybe he comes like since he's a shifter and he has his background of like we we agree that it's kind of bear, right? That he's going to have some where bear Esque like yeah. characteristics and features. Maybe he, yes. he he again being a ranger is from out in the wilderness, and there was like a a, a, a lycanthrope community uh, or shifter community of of people that were living with nature, and the fae and elves also run through that area. Maybe they were distreated poorly by them, right? They were seen as lower class outcasts of this group of of higher echelon elves. And so that's why he doesn't he distrusts them, thinks they're evil, and maybe there was a fiend that came into their midst and tried to get them to uprise against these nearby Fey, and it led to the slaughter of his people and he's the only one left, and so now he's trying to understand the difference between them so he doesn't fall for that again or something. Ooh. I like it. So let me say that one more time. Okay. Or just what you took from so, it and what you liked about it. 
Yeah, so the light. So he's from like a vi- tribe slash village of other shifter slash lycanthropy kind of people. Um, the Fey and the elves were prancing through the same kind of area and treated them kind of poor, considered them less than themselves because Fey and elves are so, you know, star spangled awesome. And uh, then a fiend showed up and killed everyone. Well, yeah, sure. Except for him, he got away. He and then he's like, "Was that fiend a Fey?" Or a fiend, friend or foe. Thesis, <laughs> Ooh, part I should one. write a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, I think there, that there's, I, I like that interest in it. <clears throat> the one thing I would say is, maybe, maybe he was trying to work. Because what I was gonna say is, what this kind of reminds me of is, um, Kalen, the the actual blood hunter that was a lycanthrope. Right, that had his face yeah. ripped off. He was thrown out yep. of his elven village. <clears throat> what if it's a very similar, if not the exact same type area where it's a city that saw these this lycanthropy as like they outcast them like a leper type thing, and there was then just enough of them that started their own community. And maybe our character here was trying to work on building that back up. And once you know they started having like, because I'm just trying to think of a way what what would lead him from this idea of living out in the wild with nature to trying to do research, trying to be more educated. It's like, maybe he was trying to get back into the city and in doing, well, so, can fiends, can fiends disguise themselves? Like can a fiend, yeah. could a fiend have pretended to be an elf and fucked him up or something? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like, I can make sure I have to make sure fiends don't do that to me again or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fiend, so the thing with like fiends and, and cause they're devils usually and stuff like that. So they, they are usually very, um, conniving and and cunning cunning and they're trying to get something from you right so maybe in his in his search for trying to be be a part of this elven community because maybe like it says that, that shifters are usually a mix of of humans and and lycanthropes you like that type yep i think may, maybe we can even say it was a half elf lycanthrope mix so like he has elven heritage and is trying to like help bring his people back into this and the person that brings him in initially is actually a fiend and he's trying to manipulate them to do something evil against this fey uh, uh, elven city in the woods or elven city that is nearby of where this lycanthrope tribe kind of exists Um, and in doing so the elf he interacts with is actually a demon and in what he's doing is he thinks is research and learning and being welcomed in he's being manipulated and this elf is trying to this elf that is actually a fiend is trying to get him to essentially just kill a bunch of people in his name so that he can get all their souls and not have to worry like it's just because that's like a big thing for them is like what happens to you after you're dead we i want you i want to have possession of you i want more servitude down underneath um so yeah, and so then he could be the only one that maybe survived since he was the one that signed the deal for all of these people that came in. It's like, all right, cool. Yep, thanks. You did your work. Uh, I'm done here. <laughs> and it's like, wait, you just had my whole tribe killed by the... I thought we were being welcomed in. And he's like, hmm, yeah, oh well. <laughs> and he just kind of leaves and then disappears. And so that then spurs him onto like, I, I can't let this happen again. And like, I need to... Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Does that excite you? No? It does. You said a lot. I did. I'm sorry. You said a lot. I've been talking that much. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Sure. I I 
I am okay with all of that. <laughs> okay. So he was strict. I'm learning it from this episode that when I don't have hopes and aspirations, it's it's, it's weak weak sauce from me. Weak sauce from me. That's true. Um, so I like okay. So I I like the idea. I, I want to keep it simple. I like the idea yep. that he was tricked. Yep. So a fiend could have tricked him, which makes him want to try to figure out as much as he can about fiends and fae and all those magical kinds of creatures and what connects them and what makes them different. Blah blah blah. He doesn't want that to happen again. Um, whether or not it caused like mass genocide, I don't really care. Um, so that's fine by me either way, but I do like the idea of the manipulation and which, which is what causes him to be confused, which is what causes him to go out to be like, I need to study and learn about these as much as I can. Yeah. So just to interact with people, which would then lead to why he is so awkward in those social situations. Cause again, he thinks everyone could be playing them. Yep. That as well as if he was raised in a more of a tribe, like wild you know shifter out in in the wilderness community he doesn't understand that social interaction as much um but he maybe he understands it from like a outside perspective Ooh, i'm gonna say this <laughs> i think he was the kid that constantly looked at the elven city and dreamed of the day he was accepted there so he would be able to under he would people watch from afar as best as he could and so he can understand their dynamics but doesn't know how to put himself into it um and so, like, that's when he was given the opportunity by an elf that he assumed was there. That's what led to this, him to being more susceptible to this trickery. Like, he, so he's always just wanted to be accepted back into this, like, elven community because he's an offspring of essentially the people that were cast out of the city. And sure, I mean, it doesn't have to lead to the complete genocide of his tribe. But I was just saying, like, maybe in some way it's, he's tricked into believing they will be able to come back in and it's just... He, maybe he's just ridiculed. Maybe he's just made fun of. And he's just, like, laughed out of there. Maybe he's brought in as a specimen himself. <laughs> and I like being ridiculed and laughed at. Yeah. And so maybe it's not... Ha dumbass. Yeah, so maybe it's it's not exactly that um, people come in thinking they're being welcomed back in. Maybe he's brought into what he's told is a university and or class. And it's like, nope. No, you're you're the specimen. You're the weird thing. You're the thing that's weird. And like the person that tricked him, like could be. I guess it kind of gets rid of the fiend thing. Maybe it leads to death. Maybe they are a fiend. They're the professor, <laughs> and also then he tries to sacrifice him, but ends up sacrificing the whole village or whatever type of. We can leave that up to to you. But he's he's made fun of, put in place, and then therefore leaves his tribe, whether they're dead or gone. He doesn't know, but he is now trying to figure out the difference between. Fiends and Fae's, which I think is, again, pretty simple, but I think plays into why his intelligence is so low and fits. Yeah. I like I like the fiend or Fae or fiend, friend or foe. <laughs> you decide. Um, okay, cool. So I think after this embarrassment and after what he thinks is... Uh, again, this is where I'll leave it up to the player and the DM to decide whether or not the whole tribe actually does, you know, get demolished. But I think in some way or shape or form, he at least leads these people to his village and they're studying them him and so now he's trying to flip it back and be like no i want to better understand you to understand how i can just be accepted and yeah. okay uh, bah, 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 bah. because they are weird <laughs> i don't know if it's because they're weird i think it's because they're they're outcast which is another word for weird. Sure, sure. Yeah. More more PC word for weird. 
Usually it's what people find weird they outcast. Outcast is more of an action. It can be a ver- uh, an adjective as well, but... <laughs> but, all right. All right. Cool. Quit doing that to me. I didn't do anything. Saying, Jinx, you owe me a... Is it a Pepsi or a Coke? I want a Coke. Don't get me a Pepsi. I don't... I'm sorry. I missed everything that just happened. What? All I wanted was a Pepsi. Just one Pepsi. We said all right again at the same time. Oh, did we? Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Um, okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm done making our normal noises. <clears throat> what's, a, what's, the, what's the alignment? Chaotic good? I don't know. I think it's thing? chaotic neutral. Because I don't care. I don't think he cares as far as like with the betterment of society. Oh, I agree. You're right. He's not trying to like overthrow all. I mean, if we want to make it, we. Oh, no, I don't want to make it chaotic evil. I think it's chaotic neutral. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. I agree. Um, age. What is the shifter? Is he naive because of his, they live a normal human lifespan? Okay, I think he is younger. I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't be. Like, I would think this guy's like. We could say sixteen or seventeen. Like I was thinking sixteen too. Nice. Nice. So super sweet. Like teenage years. Um, allies and organizations, I would say the Elven, whatever Elven city he ran from, and like maybe it's a, a Elven university, right, where he was seen as like the, their their subject, and then his tribe where he led them to. Um, maybe for a sixteen-year-old, he's unusually hairy because of his beast thigh. Yep, yep, yep. Beast thigh, not beast thigh. <laughs> beast thigh. <laughs> beast thigh. <laughs> He's got a speech impediment like my last yeah. character. Oh, no, we don't have to. Um, oh, the one thing I was going to say, too, is like what could be fun, and we don't have to add it in, but just to make the difference between like the fiend and fae thing. Maybe the professor at this university revealed himself to our character as a fiend, as someone that was manipulating all of this and trying to rise through the ranks. Maybe he's a Rakshasa because Rakshasas are fiends and they love to blend Ooh. in and all of this. And so it's like he himself is a rock. Like, and he doesn't know what that is. All he's, all he knows is he saw him change and manipulate in some way. And so like, maybe that's why this guy then, Ooh, okay. Okay. So do you see where I'm going? I have, I have an idea. Okay. Yes. Tell me. Go ahead. <laughs> maybe he overheard the professor talking about evil plans. Maybe he like went to go to prof- maybe he went to go to the professor's office hours and he was not expecting him and the door was cracked and he was in his rakshasha form and he was talking about how all he was going to I don't know kill the whole tribe or blah 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 and he was like I have to get away to mm-hmm. try to warn someone there's nothing I can do about it I can't trust anyone at this university ah yeah. and then runs away. Well and what I was I I was along those same lines what I was going to say is I think he finds out and I think the professor then knows he found out, so therefore then goes to try and find him and hunt him down so he doesn't reveal. Because I think Rakshasa's plans usually aren't the same as other fiends. They're usually trying to rise to positions of power so they can manipulate the people around them because they can disguise themselves to look like whatever. So yeah. So I think if he finds out that this professor is actually a Rakshasa and he doesn't know what a Rakshasa is, he just knows it's like this kind of fiend. And so that's why he's trying to like do this research like wait what is all this and again i think he thought he was a student but this elven rakshasa professor was essentially treating him like a test subject and like yeah. ridiculing him making fun bringing him into the class to be studied and poked at and all of this so his idea of wanting to be this monstrous zoologist came from how he was being treated and now he's like well what are you what is this and like and i think 
I I just like the little extra element of what you said. The difference being though that the demon, the Rakshasa, knows he knows. So okay. there's this this because that then also gives me if I'm a DM and I know there's a Rakshasa that sees you as a threat already, that's fun. I don't know when that comes up yeah. or how it works, but I, I like having that to pull on. Um, yeah, as a thing, and that's why I think Michelle. Maybe he threatened his whole family. He threatened the whole tribe. And that's why, again, he doesn't know if they still exist or not. Because, um, oh, th- what, what, there's a Disney movie, right? Where someone threatens to kill, like, the whole family unless they run away. And so they run away and assume their family's safe or everyone's dead in their family. But they ran away and they're actually not. Lion King. Yes. Scar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, <laughs> that's what Scar does is he tells him, oh, they're all going to think you did this and you killed them and blah, blah, blah. So. Yep. Maybe he brought in his like a relative or someone in the tribe, and they just dissected them. <laughs> no, Grandma, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of options here. If you want to go with something darker, you can do that. Either way, I think this Rakshasa knows that this thing knows they're a Rakshasa, and is kind of not necessarily hunting them down, but trying to keep them away from this Elven city. And he's trying to go out there and figure out. Wait, what is it? What is the difference between a Rakshasa? And a fae, and why is one here, and what is that, and what blah, blah blah, and so that's all the questions they have. So, also, I love the Fiend way or fae. I love the way you spelt Rakshasa. Thank you. There's not Rock. It looks like a Shake Shack. Rock Shack Shaka. Yeah. How I think so. How how you spelt it is R A C K S H A C K A, which is pronounced Rakshaka Kaka. <laughs> Rakshaka. Come on down to Rak- Chicken Shack for our new combo special, the Rakshakaka. Rakshaka. Rack them. Rakshaka. Oh, God damn it, Tad. There's one of those Rakshakas in the trash again. <laughs> um, for people at home that don't know anything about Rakshasas, they're a fun. Uh, a demon-like fiend that looks like a a, a humanoid uh, tiger, but their hands are inversed, so they're facing backwards. What? Yeah, do you not know that? That's one of the fun, cool things about them is that their 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 right hand looks is on their left hand, so their thumbs are not pointing inward; their thumbs are pointing outwards. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, and it's because essentially their hands are backwards. Um, but they're they're very they're seen as like socialites and people that like to they'd have to they'd have to cross their arms to do three o three correct yeah they're, that's what that's actually a canon of why they don't like uh, don't what's the song uh, don't trust don't a trust ho. a hoe yep 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 that's why they trust all the hoes because they hate that three o three song that says don't trust a hoe <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll trust I'll trust a hoe with my life <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. Cool. I think we have a good, solid thing here. I think this helps us make a naive, socially awkward character. Harry character. Harry. Yep. And, and, That's I, all I'm writing for our parents. No. Harry. He, he has bear-like features as well. So, like, maybe his ears aren't as pointy as much. Like, bears have smaller ears. He looks like Sonic pre-internet bullying. Oh, no, 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 no. The internet <laughs> bullying was good in that case. <laughs> um... I'm just trying to, okay, I'm going to look up where, where bear for a visual. So like he could just have very, maybe he's just broad. He's just very like, like he's, he's a normal height, right? But like has big ass shoulders. <laughs> so like, 
He looks like Brian Urlacher. Ooh, what if we just say he's Brian Urlacher with more fur? Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Um, and and again, maybe a snoutier nose. Yes, I would say it has more of a snout than an actual like a uh, brow and nose. It, it kind of comes out to like more of a a point, and maybe there's like slight fur that grows on the top of his nose that he shaves. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, does he have any type of claw-esque hands? So when I was looking at some of these, it looked like they had... Uh, well, so bears... Bears don't... I mean... Eh, I'll leave it up to you. Do you want him to have them? I don't... I wasn't imagining having him having, like, full-blown claws. Yeah. But maybe just, like, pointy nails. That he, There's nothing he can do about it. It's how they grow. He's not, like, so, shaping okay. them that way. So, so, so his nails are kind of sharp. Yeah, so they're not, like, the normal, wide, rounded ones. Maybe they're just... His fingers come to a little bit more of a point, and the nails are smaller and come to more, uh, uh, like, needle-like... Yeah. Like, like shit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay, I like that. Needle hands. It's not this is a needle dick. It's needle hands. Okay. All right. Wow. This is where we are. This is us. <laughs> um, I like the brown eyes. So it's so he's a black bear. So he's got darker black hair. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, the last thing he Leonardo DiCaprio's people. What? He Leonardo DiCaprio's people. He revenants them. Is he the bear, or is he the guy that cuts open the bear? Who cut open the bear? Oh, no, it's, he cut open the horse, but he fights a bear, right? Yeah. So, does he do what the Did you, bear... Have you forgotten the whole plot of that movie? No, no, but I'm confused when you say he leaned out to Caprio's people. Are you saying he does oh, I get, what okay, the I bear does to Leo, or what happens to Leo from the bear? I understand. I understand your confusion. I'm sorry that I thought you would think so hard about what I said. <laughs> I listen. I care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Remember when everyone thought Leonardo DiCaprio actually got raped by a bear in that movie? Because <laughs> everyone's saying he got raped by a bear. I do not. I don't think I ever heard that. Oh. Well, good to know. Good to know that that was a thing going around. Um, yeah. Okay. Last thing I'll say before we go into the role playing. Where do we think this tattoo comes in? The needle. Does he have it already? Oh. Is it something he's looking for? Is it something he stole on the way out from this university that was kind of like seen as the way to get the mark or something? Or maybe he, I mean, yeah, that's. Okay. Okay. Um, da, da, da. Maybe he stole a needle from the university and he was going to end it all. And it just got absorbed into his skin as he pressed it into himself and became the tattoo. <laughs> um that's definitely real uh realistic answer that's um something shit so what i was can i i I can throw out is he could have stolen it from this professor who the fact that he has to change his appearance maybe this tattoo needle was his way of having some sort of symbol or emblem that allowed him to get into the upper echelon of this elven society or this university or something like that. So like is another reason why this professor is hunting them down. 
or it could be something that. So may- maybe when the maybe when he discovered that the professor was a Rakshasha, when the professor turns back into becoming a Rakshaka, the tattoo has to become a needle again. Like the transformation has to require him to take the tat to remove the tat on a tune from the tattoo, have it become a needle, and the kid to- stole that. Ooh, well, I mean, what that would say to me then is that this this Rakshasha is hunting real hard for him because that's preventing him from being able to look the same um, again, which would kind of change that that dynamic. But it could work. I like that. It could it could be stolen from that. The other thing I was going to say is it could be, because, again, we don't have to have this be something he currently has. Maybe it's something that he knows exists and he wants to find to get back into that university, to feel accepted or, or, or something. No, I like that he has it. Yeah, he stole it. He stole it from the the from this Rakshasa guy, and he's still trying to figure out how it works. Okay. Because it seems to be important from the Rakshaka. The Rakshaka. Also, every time you say the the name, you have to do spirit fingers. You Rakshasa. do it. Those aren't spirit <laughs> fingers. These are spirit fingers. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. I'm done. I'm good. I like all this. This is good. I think we are G2G. G2G, baby. Yep. Good to good go. Good to go. Just like a Crunchwrap Supreme. No, those are not good. But they're good to go. Doesn't mean that they're, they themselves are good. You know what I'm pre- pleasantly pleased with? Oh, geez. Here's the the Taco Bell right next door to my house. Yeah, yeah makes a really good chicken quesadilla the end pieces even had chicken in them i would say you know what i'll give you that because taco bells are hit and miss on their fucking quesadillas some yeah. of them will just have pieces in like just two or three of the middle pieces and the other two are just folded fucking uh pieces of bread yep oh yep okay I'll my taco it. bell consistently has chicken on the end pieces of the chicken quesadilla it's <laughs> a good review that's a good taco bell review yeah. right there um all right, cool. Well, then let us... Oh, wait, no, we need a name. What do you want to name this bear? Oh, that's right. We do need a name. Oh, fuck. So, I like... I'd have thought of this ahead of time if I'd have known how <laughs> disengaged I was going to be with this character. <laughs> um, so, Latin for bear, I think, is oso. Oh. What's, what's Russian for bear? It's ursa. Ooh, yeah. Ursa's a boss, and... <laughs> Ursa is a big bear boss in World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, Ursa is also Latin. Sorry, it's not. It's not Russian. My bad. But if uh, is it? Yeah, that's what I meant. Is it also that in Russian? No, because his, na- his name could be Urso. Oh, you can't pronounce. I don't know how to pronounce fucking Russian gibberish. Look at this shit. Oh my god. There's like two tower letters in this word. Let's hear what it sounds like. Yeah, I was, I was trying. Hold on, be quiet. Why are there? Why are there men? Saying, Do you have that too? Russian for bear. <laughs> okay, so so anyone at home that wants to play this fun game that Nathan and I apparently just discovered is a thing. If you just go to translator, type in bear, and go to Russian, it gives you some. I'm assuming what are are gay men, gentlemen that are bears. <laughs> also, is that what they call them? And is that the insult in Russia? If you call maybe, someone a bear, you're maybe. calling them gay because it wasn't there when I had Latin. It was not there. No. Yeah. How would you pronounce this word? Hit the speaker. It says, so, no, it's like, I, I saw it. Um, if, if you look underneath it, 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 it gives you the actual breakdown of... Midvid. Yeah, mid, Midvid. 
Medved vodka. Should I do? Should I do a terror? I can't do it. I can't even try to do a Russian accent. In Russia, D and D is played differently. Dice are not rolled by you. Dice roll you. <laughs> In Mother Russia, the dice roll you. Yes. Medved. Mid. Med- Med- my name is Midvid. It doesn't have to be Midvid. Do you have any? It doesn't have to be do you have Midvid. Any vodka. It could. It could be. It could be an offshoot of Midvid. It could be Mid or Vidi or something that you just take elements of Midvid. I like Midvid. Midvid. Saying Midvid keeps me in, in the accent. Midvid. Do I say the like Germans or is it the 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 th is? It's harder. Midvid is Midvid keeps me in the accent. That's that's too European. I'm not drinking hummus. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've watched Zohan recently. Yeah. <laughs> hummus, hummus, Midvid. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Russian diner. I'm Midvid. What can I get you? Midvid. I really Vodka. love this picture of this guy in a sailor hat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Replace all eyes with E. There is no I sound in Russian. They substitute it with E. So, so instead of big, it's big. 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 Midvid. Midvid. That's a big, big beer. I midvid. Oh, what, what is big in Russian? So we could bring that into this as well. Skip, randomly what? skip articles. There are no Russian equivalents for A or the. So, of course, it's like, now you try open window, please. I would like to see movie today. <laughs> Winning, winning Eurovision is proud moment for our country. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> Hard R's. Test yourself. Say Happy Halloween, Harry, like a Russian. Happy Halloween, Harry. So you were kind of right about the the H. Yeah. Oh man. E sounds sound more like a Y. My friend said his left leg is better. My friend said his his he's, Left leg is better. We're becoming an accent practice podcast. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, if you want to go with so wide in Russian, it's shiroki. So you, shiroki, shiroki. Yeah. So for it, what? Wide. Okay, because he's a brick shit house. Yeah, shiroki. So he could be shiroki midvid or midvid shiroki. Another fun, sorry, I'm reading all these fun <laughs> facts about how to do Russian accents. You gotta get to the role another play. One, another fun fact is you do you put the inflection in random ass parts of the sentence. <laughs> so an American would say, do you want to go to the park? And you're going to raise your voice on the word park, right? But if you're Russian, it's, do you want to come to the park? <laughs> Just fucking random ass words. Do you want to come to the park? Do you want to come to the park? Oh, jeez. Medved. His name's Med. I'm, no, his name's absolutely Medved. Okay, but I'm just saying that, like, is it, is it just one name. Medved. If he's if he's what? from a bear. Okay, what's what's the Russian word for wider? For wide is shiroki. So is Medved shiroki? I'm just saying, like, sure, it's backwards. I would almost like it. Like he could go by Medved, but if it's a bear colony, <laughs> would they not just be their last name be Medveds? They're all we're all Medveds here. We're all bears. He's wide, though, so he's Shiroki Mirvid, and he can go by Mirvid. Tell me how to spell Shiroki. S-H-I-O-I, oh, I'm sorry, S-H-I-R-O-K-I-Y. Mirvid, okay. So however you want to put that, I'm just saying. I like Shiroki. 
Because okay. big and large did not work well. Okay. I will take down the picture of the gay men. <laughs> hey, hey, we don't know for sure that they are gay. It just looks like they might be, and that's fine. They, okay. They look- I will take picture down of cuddling men. <laughs> they just happen to be topless in a hot tub, and then other ones are wearing uh, topless also and uh, cowboy hats. They look great. They look like the, the one with the mustache very happy. They all have mustaches. The one thing about all these pictures currently in front of me is that they all have mustaches. A cowboy hat. I'm going to accidentally turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger, but that's okay. Sure. Do This one looked like Sailor. Yeah, I know. I told you the Sailor one was my favorite one. Okay, we're done. We're, just, we're now just talking about images that only the two of us can see over an audio format. Okay, okay. Cool. We have got... Shiroki. We have Midfield. got Shiroki Midvid. Um... He is a ranger that, for some reason, we've now decided is Russian. <laughs> so glad learning accent on fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I think we're good. We can now get to a little role playing. What if I lose it? Oh, Jesus. Right, so we are back at the Seedy Tavern. It is midday in the middle of the week. Just you know, nothing crazy really happening uh, here. It's it's kind of sunny outside, but chilly and brisk. You know, it's still fall time. And inside, there's not not many people. There's some people that are staying here that are kind of coming and going, um, but there's the the usuals that that are here. Uh, you see a few different patrons inside of the CD Tavern sitting down just enjoying their, their midday lunch. Um, you know, there's always a few people that will come in from a, the surrounding places uh, to eat. And behind the bar, just kind of wiping it down, enjoying the nice kind of quiet that is the midday, uh, I guess, lunch rush of, of the CD Tavern is Barry, our large half-elven friend who is just kind of whistling to himself and enjoying not really having anything anything to do. And then uh, Shiroki Midvid uh, walks in and we see this very large, over six foot tall, just wide, almost three and a half, four feet wide, just individual that looks V-shaped like a DC comic, like you know, from Justice League, how Batman and Superman were just tri- upside-down triangles. Um, and he just pushes open the door and kind of walks in and buries... Oh, 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 hello! What? Come in, come in. What What can I get for you? I need... I need drink. Well, you've come to the right place. We are... Well, a tavern. Um, we don't. I mean, we we have alcohol currently, but we're, we're, it's it's lunchtime. Would you like something to eat as well? Do you have vodka? Well, yes, of course. We're, we're, I'll we're, take a full glass of vodka. I'll take full glass vodka. Oh, oh v- v- very well. Uh, <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> and he just kind of puts the rag down, picks up a bottle, puts up a. Where's yet? Well, you could. Sit anywhere if you'd like, but if you're just getting something to drink, you could sit up here at the bar, and I could just take care of you from here. 
Okay. Okay. Sit at bar. Here is your vodka. <clears throat> that would be uh, two silver. I don't know what I was going <laughs> to I'm so I'm distracted You're... by this axe. My name is I. My name is Sherlocky Medved. Nice to meet you, Sherlocky. I am Barry. 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 Yes. Uh, You're not. uh, Do you speak common? Uh, Yes, that's what I'm doing. Uh, You just seem to be struggling with it a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm Shiroki Medved, and I am out of breath. Oh, well, well take a seat. I've just spent lots, lot time running. All, all right, I, I can't imagine. I, I can't remember the last time I, I ran anywhere, so I can't even imagine how out of breath you would be. Would you like some water as well with uh, your vodka? Vodka's fine. All right. Uh, um, well, then, if there's nothing else uh, you, you need, Shiroki, um, I will just continue about uh, whistling while I work. <laughs> My name's Shiroki Medved, yep, well, and I'm, I'm looking for a library. Oh. Study. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, we there is... Uh, are you new to town, Brent? Yes. Oh, all right, bro. <clears throat> You've come to a good place. We're kind of the center and the hustle and bustle of all of uh, podcast trio here. So uh, it's a good thing you came here. Um, well, uh, we do have a... I'm afraid I might die. I'm afraid I might die. Are you sick? It's, uh, no. Well, that... Someone is after me. Oh, no. Well, My name is Sroki Medved. Yep, no, I, I just, yep, I heard, I got that. Um, all right, um, well, wh- wh- what is it that you want to find at the library that could potentially help you? I need study fiends and fey. <laughs> fey or fiend, friend or foe. Oh, no, so, there's some sort of fiend after you. I'm going to hear him now, and Barry kind of, like, gets... Nervous and like looks out the door and is trying to like stand up and see as best he can out, out of it. Uh, you didn't bring him here, did you? Could could be you, elf. What? Half half elf. I, I, man, I, I am not. I I am perfectly fine. I am not an elf. I'm. But look, Shabuki, if Look, I, I'm sorry to hear you think your life might be in danger. I was just, and I don't. I mean you no harm. I've been here the whole time. How, why would I be somebody trying to hunt you down if I was in here? You walked in here. I didn't follow you. Don't know. Can't trust nobody. Oh, uh, well, well. If you are trying to find a, a library here and study uh, different types of uh, creatures of that sort, um, there actually is not one too far away. Just uh, actually... Only a few blocks over, and actually, you're in luck, because it's the middle of the day, they're on recess, and one of the professors, who I, I, I've talked to him a little bit... Professor? Y- yes. I has needle. <laughs> I show you a needle that I have. Uh, are you threatening me with that? It seems important. Uh, has needle. I don't... Uh, My name is Shiroki Medved. Yep, yeah, okay. Where is Professor? Uh, well, there's one from uh, the, the, the library uh, here that has done some research at a few of the surrounding uh, 
Blind Prairie, since actually back in town. Uh, he's over there. He's at, 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 the, at the back table, over by the stage. Well, is he f- and he points. Is he fiend? I, as long as I've... I, I, I've known Jurgens. I don't think he's... I've never seen any fiend like things from him. Jurgens. Yes, he's... He is, well, he's... He's that dwarven figure. Uh, right, right over there. Uh, and he points, again, back over you, behind you, towards the stage, sitting at one of the tables. You just see... A dwarf that is sitting in very nice, like, white and blue lined robes with his beard kind of braided very nicely. And as he's cutting what looks like a, a, a nice just slab of meat with some vegetables cooked on the side. And he is just kind of there eating and has like a nice large glass uh, next to him. Uh, I'll take second vodka. Uh, uh, all right. <clears throat> here, you, here you go. But uh, if... If you're looking into, uh, for, 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 I don't know, something at the library, I don't know anything about a needle, but uh, as far as fiends go, uh, uh, Jurgens has been a- around. Uh, I- I've seen him come through here a few times, and I've talked to him about just what he's currently researching, and I know once or twice he has brought up different types of, whether it's fiends or awesome. demons. Awesome. Thank you, fat man. Oh. And I take my uh, drinks and I walk away. I, well, that's just... I go and I sit at what's his face's table, and I just sit down. and I go, you, you professor. Oh, hello, yes, um, I, well, I am a professor. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, I. Well, I don't. I'm kind of. A professor, yes, I've I've taught before, but I I mainly do research. What what what. What what can I do for for you? Uh, I'm sorry, I did not uh, get your name. I, I am I am Jurgens. My name is Shroki Medved. Oh. and I must research fae or fiend, friend or foe. Oh, uh, oh, oh, all right. Well, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not familiar with. Uh, is that a, a a book or so, some sort of course of study? It's mine. It is mine. It, uh, uh, I'm sorry. It's yours. What what do you whatever mm. do you mean? I must study fey or fiend, friend or foe. Uh, what, what, what types of fiends or, or fays are, are you looking into? You, you're aware that they are not the same, correct? they too similar to determine the difference. Oh, well, I mean, they do have similarities, of course. You know, both are from uh, other dimensions and, and, and have characteristics about them that are... Uh, prolong uh, the different sorts of lifespans and, and things along those lines, but I, I, you can generally tell the difference in, in, in what the, the motivations are, as well as uh, the overall uh, appearances of them. Uh, My name is Sroki Mildfield, uh, oh. and I need to learn about Rakshaka. Oh. Oh. oh Rak- I'm, I'm assuming you, you mean Rakshasa. Yes, oh. rock shaka. Uh, okay, uh, that's not exactly you're putting the uh, enunciation on the wrong parts of that of that word. Uh, the, those are very very dangerous uh, types of of fiends. Uh, what, may, may may I ask why you're 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 particularly looking into uh, rock shasas? Oh, my name is Soroki Nedian. Yeah, okay, and I count the after ones after me. Oh. Oh, they dear. took my family. Oh, dear Shiroki. Well, I, I do say, I, I am sorry to have heard this. Rakshasas. Are... I has, I has needle. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Show you then. 
okay. Uh, yes, yeah, that is definitely a, a needle. I'm, I'm, where did you get that? And I don't understand how that ties into your family. Seems important from Rakshaka. Oh. Oh, so you... Oh, dear. You stole this from the the, the, the said Rakshasa that is uh, ch- chasing after you now and, and has your family? Correct. That's not wise. Um, oh, dear. Is that the here in Podcastria? Did this happen today? Yes, and uh, close enough for me to run here. Oh, dear. Uh, well, uh, you, you could still be in, in some very grave danger, uh, Sh- Shiroki. I don't know uh, if uh, just whipping that out around in front of other people is, is necessarily, uh, well, w- wise. I, I would suggest that uh, perhaps research is not uh, your, your first priority, <laughs> uh, young lad. And you see him start to kind of like clean up and wipe off his his beard and his plate with like the do you the has pen and paper um well, well yes i i have some in my my tote which is uh right give me uh, y- y- yes of, of course but what i was going to say uh shiroki is perhaps you want to be looking for some sort of uh pr- protection or, or way to uh d- disguise and or hide yourself a little bit better and he's shuffling through his bag and trying to find as he's, he's clearly like nervous and like sweating a little now down his brow and my name is Soroki Medved and I can protect myself okay okay but I must learn how to not be tricked by Rakshaka again oh that's uh that is very uh a good, good, good place to start uh here just keep this uh bound pad of, of, of paper and this ink and quill also yours I have plenty uh back back at the, at the, the library and uh I will uh, wish you the best of luck, uh, Shiroki. But uh, I, again, uh, I, I would... You must tell me all you know about Rakshaka. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I actually have uh, to get uh, g- going currently. Uh, but if you want to come... Where? To, back to, to, to the library. Uh, just just down the, the street uh, from here, there is... Uh, you teach in class? Yes, let's just say that. Yes, yes, I, I, I have uh, a, a, an engagement uh, with... Uh, on Rakshaka. N- no. I must attend class on Rakshaka. Okay, well, I, so I, I am currently, uh, well, traveling uh, from different town to town on different libraries and, and, and kind of uh, bringing together and, 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 and putting together a little bit of a study myself uh Kind of on just the different layers of the nine hells. Um, so not not, not exactly uh, about the rock shots. It's a little bit more, um, well, wide ranging uh, than that. And then there was uh, an individual, uh, a professional, uh, that that there that uh, has, has set aside some time uh, for me to be able to, uh, well, uh, interview them. So I, uh, I would today. Uh, y- yes. Well, we must go now. Oh, ah. Oh, uh, I don't. Um, <laughs> oh well. I'm coming. Okay. With you. Okay. Uh, My name is Shiroki yeah, Medvian. No, Shiroki. I get it's. Um, well, this 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 is uh, this tiefling is not exactly uh, one that uh, is easy to get a hold of and willing to, to, to talk to who whomever just shows up. And uh, no, 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 no offense to, to, to you, Shiroki, but you are very uh, 
intimidating individual, and I, I think showing up with you when, when I, I have talked to them simply only about my, my myself showing up uh, could, could be taken the, the wrong way. So I, I maybe this. Let's do this. Let me set another time where where you can come to the library as well and and, and meet with me, and and, and I will ask them uh, about uh, these uh, about about Rakshasas, and I will also then uh, explain to you what I know and what I have in, in, in my writings about them. When. Ah, uh, when are you free? We're all free. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, when, um, yeah. Well, actually, the interesting fact about that, there's some people actually that are not uh, currently free, and especially within the Nine Hells, there are different layers. Well, um, but uh, no, 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 I meant, um, when are you available? When, when, when would you be able to come? Um, my name is Sroki Medbeard. Yep. And <laughs> I'll stay here. I'll oh. get room. Oh, oh, great! Uh, well, maybe, maybe and then you'll I, come. Yes, you I'll, come find me. I'll, I'll, I'll come back he- here. Yes. Um. Again. Uh. I. I am. I am Jurgen Ayres, and I. I. It's been a, 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 a pleasure to, to, talking to you, uh, Sherlocky. Um. Uh, I am very sorry of your situation, and again, I can. If you, Jorgen, J- betray Sherlocky J- Medved, I will then assume your fiend and come after you. Oh. Oh, <laughs> I do not like being tricked. I'd, okay, uh, oh no one does. I I, I have no uh, intentions of tricking you. I, I again, I would just um, suggest that if while you are here, if there are anyone uh, potentially looking uh, to to uh, well hunt or protect or mercenaries of some sort of uh, I don't know regard that could help, perhaps looking at. Making friends with them, uh, it could benefit you in the long run. Uh, so, uh, but I, I must, I, I must get going. Uh, thank, th- thank you. Uh, and I, I will, I will come back here, uh, and I will, I will ask Barry uh, where where Shoroki Medved uh, could, could be found. And, uh, and 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 until then, and he kind of just tips, his, his, like bends over and bows. To I'll be he's... here drinking vodka. Oh. And I grab whatever plate, whatever your plate, whatever's left over. I slide it to my end of the table oh. and start eating it. Oh yeah, f- f- feel free. Uh, help yourself and uh, b- b- best of luck, Shrogi. And he just kind of then grabs his bag. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh oh, yep, that, very well. And he just again as he's running, almost like now running away from you, <laughs> and all this kind of out out through the door. And you, he runs kind of by Barry and Barry's and he's just kind of then gone as you just sit there now eating what's left of this slab of like roasted meat and a few cut pieces of broccoli and 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 vegetables meat is good a little overcooked prefer more blood i'm I'm sorry but but you but you say something for ropey do you need something no fat man i'm not i'm not a buyer you just kind of i need I need room. I need place to stay. I'm not going to keep yelling to you from all the way over here. If we want then come here. What? Then come here. I, no, that's not how this works. I need place to stay. Well, then come over here. I need uh, a mercenary friends. Well, we don't have friends here. I mean, they might... But, I'm not growling anymore. And he just walks around to the other side of the bar where he's no longer looking at you. I continue eating. 
And once I'm done, I just leave everything a mess on the table. And I come, go back to the bar and I'm like, you small man, small fat man. I don't, I don't understand how... That, but I, my name is Barry, all right? And I, I do not appreciate... Well, my name is Soroki Melville. I, I know. And I need place to stay. Okay. We have a room. Do you want one? Yes. Good. Here, take it. It's three gold. <laughs> I'll pay up when I leave tomorrow. I, I need at least one gold right now. Because you were rude. <laughs> Fine. My name is Soroki Mildred. Okay, I will put down Soroki Here is one, one gold. Thank you. <laughs> if you need anything else... That seems to be a steep price. Well, there's a discount for people who are nice. <laughs> Where I come from, nice is people to you. I don't, I'm sorry, what? I don't follow what I'm about. I'm a little confused. <laughs> Fat man. Okay, I don't, I don't. Are you trying to get me to break down right now? Just go. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm on my break. He throws his towel down and walks to the back. Out, out to the back. I must go take sleep till Jorgen come back. I go upstairs and take sleep. And and I think and see. <laughs> I think that's it. And and wow. scene. And scene. <laughs> oh my god. That was. I didn't, like, so. <laughs> uh, not an easy accent to do without any practice whatsoever. <laughs> um, Why did. I feel like maybe I could. I, don't, I feel like I didn't play this character true to himself at all. <laughs> but that's okay. That's you okay. played it true to the accent. I fucking I guess. I mean, I guess. He's not that intelligent. But he wants to be, right? And so he's trying to get there, I guess. And he can understand people. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He's very intimidating, and I think he could persuade people. Like, again, it's the 17 Charisma that was throwing me off the whole time. But again, if we would have switched all that, I don't think this character would have, you would have played this character this way at all, right? Like, if, if it's if it's a 17 Intelligence or anything like that. He could still have a heavy accent and all that. But I think it would be played very differently. So, Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was fun, though. That was a good just... <laughs> it was. Just good old Nathan and Jake mess around. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's what we should call it. We should change change it from the RP section to the Nathan and Jake mess around. And then we should take one of those Classic pictures. Classic Nate and Jake mess around. Take one of those pictures from the, the Russian bear translation from Google. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I like this character. I'd be interested to see, again, like what what their end goals kind of are and like where where they end up like because i think that they'll i like that he doesn't trust people like he inherently is, is thinks people are trying to trick him and i think that is part of the background that yeah so i like that too um if you don't come back i'll kill you yeah i mean because like yeah i mean that's the only way he you need to build up trust and stuff with him so that would be and again that that chaotic neutral alignment is just going to make him assume if you're not with him you're against him <laughs> ah okay cool I was unsure about that, but I feel like I, I accidentally did that well. Yeah. Well, because, uh, again, like he, the, I think the, for one of the first few things he'll learn about Rakshasas is that they can look like anything or anybody. So, yeah. instant paranoia. So, have fun with that. Yorgen. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, I think, though, an overall end goal of his would to be eventually go back to that Elven University, right? I mean, I think as of right now, he assumes everyone there is some kind of fiend. Again, just because he's naive and unintelligent. Again, he's only 16 years old. But, like, I think over time, he wants to be seen as someone of knowledge. Um, yeah. So, which is an interesting thing to have for a ranger. But it makes sense with where he grew up, like, longing for the city type stuff. But Yeah. Right. I like it. Cool. I, it, took, it took me a while to get there. Um, I like it too. I like them. Um, I think I don't think you need to do that accent, but it'd be fun to. It would be interesting to yeah. make him Russian. Sure, all the bears in in your D and D campaign are Russian. Also, I want to say for the record that this character would not say "I am Soroki Medved" all the time. That was just my cue to get into accent. <laughs> that was your in. That was your that was your into the voice. Yep. Oh man. Yep. But. Okay, yeah, so... That was my let us, precursor to the rest of what I was going to say. Let us know what you think about Shoroki Medved. And uh, reach out to yes. us on our social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at RNG underscore PC. Let us know if you think that accent was wrong and maybe slightly offensive. Sure. <laughs> we'll work from it. We'll let you, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like a suggestion box. Put in whatever you feel. We'll read it. And we'll take it in, and uh, we might not pay attention to it. But we'll definitely take it to heart. <laughs> It'll hit us. Um, it will hit us. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, the best way to reach out to our social media. Or if you would like to email us and just give us, I don't know, a bad accent to start with, maybe. Or mm-hmm. some ideas to like try and build around that aren't our, our normal format. We love a good challenge. Uh, where's the best place for them to email us, Nate? Um, they can email us oh, at geez. rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, yeah, that'd be good. And uh, ho, ho! Well, if we're doing voices oh, here in the in the outro, I guess then I should be here as well. Um, that's uh, that's pretty much it, though. I think you covered all the important uh, normal outro bits, isn't that right, Nathan? No. Oh, are we doing a battle now of our weird voices? I'll I'll do this voice. I'll become Dewey. Okay. Bring it out, troll man. I don't know if we need to bring out the big guns. I'm simply just (laughs) trying to end the episode. But there is so much more we need to discuss. I know, and it's actually important. So quit uh, fucking around. But it's the outro. (laughs) Go kill yourself, outro man. I'm just kidding. I would never suggest someone do that. We're getting so dark. Let it just be over. I'm going to sit down and enjoy the rest of my white claw. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. That. No. That's mine. Outro, man. I don't care. I'm happy. Okay. Fine. Just stop. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. As Outro Man and Louis were referring to, we do have actually some other announcements here in the, at the end of all of this. If you've made it this far. Um, we are going to be changing up a little bit of what our episodes are going to be for the next few weeks, I think two weeks, and then yeah. after that as well. So w- this all is spawning from from the end of the year. Nate and I are going to be taking a break from recording and not having new episodes. Right, there will be new episodes, but they won't be recorded in the quick turnaround that we've been doing them as of recently. Uh, we're going to be taking a break recording for the month of December. However, we do have two bonus like episodes that we've already recorded that will be coming out at the beginning of December each of the first two weekends. Do you want to tell them about those episodes, Nathan? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. So the first episode we're going to release is our first gep- episode. Episode, <laughs> I like it. Our first guest episode that we did with a friend of ours who we play in our Monday night campaign with. Yep, yep. Um, so that's that was our experiment with having guests on our show and how other people receive our format and all that kind of stuff. It's a good episode. It was recorded very early on in our process, uh, so uh, Jake's going to sound like shit. Yep. Um, everything might not sound that good. It was recorded over a Zoom call. Whatever. Regardless, I, I no excuses. I sound like shit. I just don't sound as sexy <laughs> as I do now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, guest episode, and then um, I participated in a one-shot a few months back, and we built a character specifically with the idea of a one-shot in mind using our format. So yes. that's the other episode. Yes, so that that will be the following week after that. So just to give dates to all of these things we're talking about, on December 5th will be our guest episode with our friend. And then on December 12th, we will have the one-shot character build of Nathan's episode, which is actually kind of cool and unique because the second half of the episode, instead of doing role-playing, we actually talk about how the game went with the character that we built for you. So... That, yeah. that's, that was kind of cool and fun. And we go a little bit more into min-maxing in that episode on what exactly that is to build a character that is very functional and very, very usable with the idea of being able to just crush shit as quick as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then for our final episode of the year, which will be December 19th, I believe, we will do we will be back. We will record something for you guys, and it will be something festive and holiday-y themed. We'll figure out what exactly that is. Um keep an eye on our social media and if you want to get a part of the conversation uh we might have some polls as to like help us figure out what exactly we'd like to do for that halloween or holiday episode um on our uh uh discord which you can get access to through our patreon which is at patreon.com slash rngpc come join the conversation there and help us decide what exactly we're going to do for the end of the year um but then from there we will be taking a break um and there won't be any new episodes until the beginning of 2021 at some point at the beginning of the year we're going to be organizing switching over some stuff on our end and getting all caught up on some of the stuff that we have been wanting to kind of do uh, is there anything else yep. nate you wanted to kind of talk about or say to the people since it's going to be a few weeks i mean i think that's it um yeah. follow us on all follow and like and subscribe us on all of your social uh preferred listening platforms <laughs> yeah um leave us a review on itunes we'll read those out when we return um otherwise come get engaged with our community via our patreon and our yeah. discord um yeah, yeah. oh so and, and to add to that forward. too we we do want to launch a twitch and part of what would be really helpful with that so that you guys can actually see us do this and have other shows and stuff where we're talking live uh, as well as recorded um, Patreon's the best way to help us out make that uh, uh, something that we can actually be doing on a weekly basis because it does get just kind of tedious with the amount of time we need to put into it but yeah, that, yeah. We, we, we hope to have that in the new year we're excited for all the stuff we want to be doing and uh, thank you very much just for listening and joining on this craziness in the CD Tavern uh, here this year. It's been a lot of fun on our end. We hope you guys have been enjoying it as well. For sure. Um, but yeah. I think that's all. I think that is it. So, until then. Goodbye. Oh, jeez. Keep rolling and keep playing! Alright, yep, your white claw's empty now. I get it. Okay. Alright, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs>